Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. What's up? This is your boy Lil Duval. And check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Well, good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning, everybody. Well, a happy, happy, happy Fox Football Saturday. Another great weekend is upon us after an amazing game last night where the fellas broadcasting live from the TireRack.com studios. TireRack.com, we're going to help you get there. An unmatched selection, fast free shipping, free road hazard protection. Over 10,000 recommended installers, TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be, fellas. Jason Fitz, I'm Anthony Gargano, Kevin Figures. We got our support, our crew. That's right, the Shea and Mighty Mark with us every Saturday right here in Fitzy. The lead is last night's stunning, stunning comeback by Stanford. Uh, you heard Figgy talk about it. Bernie talked about it a little earlier. It's, it was wild last night in Boulder because you, you thought that Colorado would roll. Stanford struggling, and uh, they're up, you know, early. 20, when you got that kind of lead in the first half, Stanford can't do anything in the first half. And then all of a sudden, it's amazing. They just storm back. And I heard Bernie say this, Fitzy, about, you know, it's why you play the games and all. And it's the truth. It, it is the greatest reality. So like, it's 29 nothing at halftime. And you're going, all right. And I don't know how many people stayed with it. And then you kind of checked your phone and saw that it was a game. You went, oh, my God. And Fitzy, this is the beauty of college football. Yeah, and by the way, I'm one of those people that thought it was done. And, you know, being on the other coast, I was like, all right, early snooze for me. So I wake up this morning and say, what What happened exactly? And the problem is not that they lost the game. The problem is that because of everything else, love it or hate it, Colorado has become such a spectacle this year that, let's be real, that means everybody pays attention to every single thing. Now, blowing a lead is part of college football culture. I don't know if you can be a big program until you've done it, frankly. But because they did it, and it's you know only a week removed from Shadur talking his smack to a very bad student section, like Arizona State, yeah. you beat them, you're up there, you're holding the wrist up, it's become this cultural phenomenon. Now, once you're 
cultural phenomenon, whether you're in sports or music or entertainment. Once you're a cultural phenomenon, you got as many people rooting for you to, to fail as you do to succeed sometimes. So this only fuels the fire of people that will now continually say, well, Colorado's overrated. I just want to remind everybody, Colorado's already won more games than anybody expected that they would. Yes, they should have won this football game. Yeah, you'll hear all of the isms. We're going to learn from this. We're going to be better from this. All of these things that you know coaches and players always say. But if you're Colorado, that this is this is sort of a worst case scenario because Colorado's relevance is good for college football. Oh, it's great for college football. It's why people watched last night. I'm you know the ratings. I'm sure we're you know all about it because they want to see Prime. They want to see Colorado. And look, I mean, I, I think you see you see what they can be dynamic and I think what what Prime does can work. You know, the the issue with them is and we talked about this before is defensively they're not very good. They're not good up front, especially defensively, and they get manhandled. That's why in the run game you can gash them. So I mean I think there's you know there that's clearly it. I mean look offensively they're they're just a, a blast to watch. I mean they they are. And Shakur, look, I mean, when you when you're that dynamic, and you're that big of a, uh, you talked about, there's that much noise that surrounds you. Hey, man, you know, there's going to be haters. I mean, that's a part of it. That's you got to embrace it. By the way, too, as you were talking and you just mentioned, hey, this defensive line can't really get after anybody. I, I just, it's the the biggest truism. Uh, if I'm going to make that a word, I'm not really sure if it is, but it's the biggest truth right now in all of football that is so simple, and, and we over just we over we gloss over it every week. I don't care what level we're talking about. I don't care if we're talking about your kids. I don't care if we're talking about high school, college, or the NFL. Like it's very simple. If your defensive line can't win and your offensive line can't win, you can't win. Like it's just as as complicated as we make it, and as much as we talk about quarterbacks, like football's won from the inside out, and the problem is there aren't enough offensive lines. And even in the pipeline, they can really play. There aren't enough good offensive linemen up and down the board that can play. It's why there's so many bad NFL teams. It's why there's so many inconsistent college football teams. Like, it's just Colorado is weak in the two places you can't be weak and win with the biggest of the best in college football. They're weak on the offensive line. They're weak on the defensive. Nah, Fitz, you're spot on, man. I mean, all can decide, right? Just to simplify the game. It's all about that. It's all about up front. It's, it's, you know, people go... O-line, O-line. But, you, you know, it's also the hardest position, I think, to nail when you're drafting. When you're evaluating young players, I think the O-line, more than the D-line, the O-line is really hard to project. It's real. I mean, we've seen for as many, you know, we talk about quarterbacks and busts and all because it's the glamour position. But if you go through the, the history of the draft, you're going to see way more busts in the first round with offensive linemen than any other position because it, it just it's so difficult but you're right you just win I, I go through you know go over the last few Super Bowl teams right like when the, when Patrick Mahomes struggled in the second Super Bowl when he, they lost if you remember that uh-huh. the, what, what what was the problem well they lost both tackles when you lose both tackles, that's that's what happens. All of a sudden, people go, "Well, is Mahomes as good?" It was his second year, remember? And his rookie year, he's amazing, and the whole thing. Then they come back, and it's because their line struggled to block. So, as great as Patrick Mahomes is, 
you got to have guys who can block up front. I mean, I think, look, they still t- testimony to the Chiefs. They still got back there. But when they lost both tackles, it didn't make Andy Reid a bad coach. It made Andy Reid a guy who lost two tackles, and that killed him. Yeah, well, and I'd, I'd argue right now, if you look across the NFL every Sunday, there are not 32 capable left tackles in the league. It's not even close, right? No. It, it's hard for fans, and I, and I get this hard for me. Like, I, I, it's why, you know, in life, I always say one of the things you got to do if you want to be smart about football is have four or five fat friends, right? Like, you got to have fat guys that played offensive line that can tell you, oh, no, this is good and this is bad because we're all still trying to figure it out. Like, the Schwartz brothers have done a great job of explaining where the false start line is and isn't, how people mm-hmm. react to it like we don't know that stuff like so I, i'm perfectly capable of admitting that it's hard for fans to figure out offensive line what's struggling what's stunning to me is you're right it is so hard for professional uh, you know like look if i go back to my music days and you tell me to watch 30 bands i'm going to be able to figure out okay this drummer's good at this this guitar player's good at this like that's just part of what you can do i can't figure out why scouts can't just look around and be like no that tackle's a bust or the number of times covering the draft they're like this guy could go inside or outside and we're not really sure and it's like well that's how you're not sure like what what what, what your, it's your job yeah. to be sure you know so i i don't know why teams struggle to do it but i i feel sometimes for modern college football because for the longest time the answer was just get the ball out of the quarterback's hands as quickly as possible or run the ball because offensive linemen can do that now in these weird concepts spread offenses that are all over the place you got quarterbacks running around down there back there you know for their lives you're going to see more and more how bad offensive linemen are in college football but no and, and that's what you nailed i mean you nailed it with the offense right like when you think about you know those offenses and pass blocking versus run blocking and you know are you going downhill right the whole you know it's all about that right it's very rare that you get an offensive line like i you know i'm in philadelphia so i watch the eagles and look because of their line play they won their super bowl in in 2018 was well, the 2017 season into into january 8th, february 2018 that was a tip only because of their line play their line play was amazing look at the rams the rams win the super bowl right like the, jason donald and you looked at i mean aaron donald and and you look at uh you know all the line play that they had good line play they had one little soft spot the super bowl year and it was interior right in the interior spot. But once they fortified that, they won. But then the following year, they were decimated along both fronts. And it was a lost year. And that's all true only because of their line play. Yeah, and I, I even think back to this year watching my beloved Raiders. And there's so many conversations about what's wrong with the offense. They can't score 20 points. And what's wrong with the offense is so simple. Like the offensive line is just hot garbage this year. It's playing like hot garbage right this year. It played better last year than anyone expected this year. It's not. So everyone, all fantasy owners out there are saying, what's wrong with Josh Jacobs? Well, nothing. But like a couple of weeks ago, Jimmy G actually got sacked on a handoff. Like he was trying to hand the ball off and yeah, went to the ground. And, and yeah. so you start thinking about what, what it means, trickle-down effect, to the way we view the quarterbacks, what it means to the way we view the running game. All of these things that we say are wrong when realistically and, and this is what Colorado faces, right? Like, you know, we live in a world where in college football, a 29 point. Yeah, that's my movie voice. I'm going sensual. Yeah, it's good. I like that trailer uh, voice. 
the uh, but like twenty nine nothing ain't safe. Like in college football at the half, twenty nine nothing is never safe, especially in, in if you're a team that can't play defense. So you know, for for Colorado to lose this game forty six to forty three, I think like the biggest thing that we have to remember there is that they blew the lead. Their weaknesses again were exposed. You, you put too much on their offense. Like the theme of Colorado this year is pretty easy if we just take all the noise away and look at who they are as a football team. Yeah, yeah, it's true, Figgy. Good morning. Uh, Buenos dias, I'm, gentlemen. I'm curious, you know, you, Pac-12 man, it's 29 to nothing at halftime. What are you doing? Turning it off. <laughs> that's, exactly, that's exactly what I'm doing. <laughs> Finding something else to watch. I was like, hey, you know, this Fresno State, Utah State game's coming down to the wire. Let me go back to that one. <laughs> oh, that's great. I love your bluntness, brother. I, I do. I love it. It's uh, it's a breath of fresh air. And how could you not? I mean, having watching most of the first half, Stanford, and by the way, just watching them a little bit this year are just atrocious. I mean, they lost to Sacramento State, Troy Taylor's yeah, former terrible. team, earlier this year. And just for Colorado to collapse that way in the second half, all credit in the world, by the way, to Stanford. You can't have a great comeback without a, you know, a great collapse without a great comeback. But to you guys' point, and it takes me back to something that Deion Sanders said early on. I don't know if it was in just before week one or just after their first victory against TCU. But he says, everyone talks about building inside out. I want to build outside in. we got to have great cornerbacks. we got to have great skill position players. Not totally eschewing the interior play, but to your point, if you're going to win at a, at a high level – you got to have some big boys up front that can move people. Like If you're asking me which I'd rather have, I'd much rather just have a dominant offensive and defensive line and average skill players because I can kind of find guys that can fill in those roles, if those roles. If I'm opening up holes up front, you know, an average running back can give me some good yards. An average quarterback can make some throws downfield if he has all day to throw. It's just so vitally important uh, that you have dominant defensive, offensive, and defensive linemen. Those are the teams that are generally successful on a year-in, year-out basis, even if they don't have the greatest skill position players. Yeah, yeah, it's so true. It's so true. Well, uh, fellas, we got a lot to do today, and uh, we got to go over some baseball today. Fightings. How about the fighting Phillies, Fitzy? I am so impressed with your professionalism. I never could have done what you just did. You led with something other than where I thought we were going to go off the top because, man, my heart was full for you. My heart was just absolutely just bursting open because last week I sat here and said, I pity I pity the fool that's out here having to watch that. And then all of a sudden, bam, what do you get? You get a win out of this series, a dominant win out of this series. And I just, look, I'm going to be the non-baseball like conformist here. I just have to tell you, as I was thinking about you this week, I love the Major League Baseball playoff format so much. And anybody who says it's broken has lost their damn mind because, like, I don't care uh, at some point. Once you've gone through the entirety of the season, you watch the regular season because you love baseball and because you love the process and the marathon. But once you get to the playoffs, everything restarts. And it feels like this is the only sport that is finding a way to sit here and complain about the greatest playoff you could possibly ask for. Like in hockey, which I love, you go through the whole regular season and we all know a hot goalie can win you a Stanley Cup even if your team doesn't necessarily deserve it. And that's part of the joy and charm of it. Like we live in a world where the Giants – 
being barely good enough to make the playoffs, take out the Patriots who were undefeated, and we celebrate it as the glory of the NFL playoffs. Now we sit in this glorious moment for baseball where it was the one thing you never want your playoffs to be. It, it accomplished the thing your playoffs have to accomplish. It was not predictable. This is a glorious thing for the sport. And instead, my social media is blowing up people saying, this is stupid. This is broken. It is not stupid. It is not broken. In fact, it's good for the game. Look at college football. When you don't have predictable top fours, people watch more. Like, this is exactly what baseball wants, needs. I cannot believe people are complaining about it. Well, if I, t- if I take my Phillies hat off, and uh, it, it's been, you know, kind of permanently planted on my head, but if I take it off, I, I have to tell you, the if the Dodgers, the Rays, the Orioles, right, and who am I missing, Fig? The Orioles, the Dodgers, the Rays, and the Braves, excuse me. Yeah, all the teams with the buys, sorry. Right? Yeah. Score, I mean, win up 404 games in the regular season and then win one in the playoffs. I got to think there's something up. I mean, look, I, you know, I think that I think the Braves wilted. I don't think that that was, uh, you know, being, you know, having sat or anything like that. The Braves, the Phillies are, I, you know, you know me, I've been saying it all year. I think the Phillies are a really, really good team. And the Braves wilted in that yard. I mean, they, they I watched, I, they just wanted no part of the Phillies. They, you could see it. And they're, they had a couple glaring issues with their pitching staff. And the Phillies are the better team. I mean, that's just the truth of the matter. But when all four of those teams lose, I don't know. There's got to be more than a, you know, it's more than just coincidence. Are you, yeah, but here's the thing. I, and I don't disagree that maybe you look at it and say, wow. I just think that right now, if all the number one, two, three seeds in the NFL playoffs this year were eliminated and we were suddenly looking at AFC and NFC championship games that were all wild card teams, it would be the talking point of why the NFL playoff is undefeated, right? Like, th- this is the hardest yeah, part. Yeah, but is that, because- I don't know. Is that, I don't know if I agree with that. I don't know if I would feel that way. Man, I, 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 mean, I don't. I don't know. I mean, like, if, all, if, we, there, if there were no good – I mean, part of the – you watch all year for the greatness. Like, you know, you're a fan of greatness. Well, right? yeah, I mean, if that's the case, how about you be great when it matters? I mean, I'll go back to, it, it, I'll go back to the Patriots. The Patriots were undefeated. And all of a sudden, it's it's one of the most celebrated Super Bowl victories of all time that an undefeated team lost. Because at the end of the day, we don't want predictable greatness, right? Like, I'm with you, and, and I think maybe the best example for your point would be the March Madness situation where ratings will show you on TV that what we really want are upsets in the first round and blue bloods in the final four, right? Like, right. We, we've seen that. And, and maybe there's some truth to that, that the elimination of a couple of those teams and not all of those teams will be, you know, better. But I think at some point, point you know this is i'll go back to the college football portion of this the fact that it's been the same four teams basically every year for most of the college football playoff has been a bad thing the fact that yeah, we're I, unpredictable you know this it's year a great is a good point. thing listen it's a, it's a great point let's debate it we've got to take a quick time out and i i'll just talk about not what is what people like but more in the essence of fairness. So I, let, let's let's dive into this. I think it's a really good good conversation. But look, man, I'm loving it because 
I got my Phillies, man. This has been a great time. Phillies, Diamondbacks in the NLCS, Houston, Texas in the ALCS. Pretty cool. We'll get into everything NFL, college. We got a big day ahead of us where the fellas just getting started right here. And uh, we're brought to you by, of course, Progressive Insurance. Progressive makes bundling easy and affordable. Get a multi-policy discount by combining your motorcycle, RV, boat, ATV, whatever you got, all your protection in one place. Bundle and save. Progressive.com. Fellas, just getting started on Fox Sports Radio. Hey, I'm Doug Gottlieb. The podcast is called All Ball. We usually talk all basketball all the time, but it's more about the stories about what made these people love their sport and all the interesting interactions along the way. We talk to coaches. We talk to players. We tell you stories. You download it. You listen to it. I think you'll like it. Listen to All Ball with Doug Gottlieb on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card. Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Fellas, on a Fox football Saturday, don't forget football fans, be sure to tune in to Fox Sports Radio every Saturday morning beginning at 9 a.m. Eastern, 6 a.m. Pacific for Countdown to Kickoff, presented by BetMGM. Brian No, my man, Rich Hornberger, betting analyst Jared Smith, got you covered three hours before college kickoffs every Saturday morning. Listen to Countdown to Kickoff, presented by BetMGM, right here on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. All right, Jason Fitz, uh, I'm Anthony Gargano. We got Kevin Figures, crew, Shay Mighty Mark with us. And uh, let's get into it because we're talking baseball. I love you know, Fitzy's a man of chaos. You enjoy chaos. I that, think that's probably pretty fair, thing. actually. Yeah, I am a man of chaos. You're right. I am a man of chaos, and that that probably skews some. I will. I'm a, I'm grown up enough this morning to admit that that will probably skew my opinion on this. Yes, my friend. Yeah, Figgy's a man of bluntness that says, "If you're good, then play good, and that's it. Either uh, you know, play well or be gone." 
And that's and all yeah. four of those teams are gone. <laughs> I mean, that's that's the name of the game. I mean, this is the only time. When does anybody ever complain about having uh, too much rest? You know, usually players say, oh, I'm banged up. I love having me a little bit of a buy, a little bit of time off. I mean, heaven forbid you have extra time to set up your starting rotation and give guys' arms a bit of a rest. I mean, when is that a bad thing? I will say this, and I just think it's the nature of the sport. You can't – the hitting is important for rhythm. Like, you can't take all – you can't be off all that time. I think it just affects timing. I, I really do. I think – that piece of it. Now, look, uh, to your point, it does help your arms, right, in a big way. I think it disrupts your bats in a big way, too. I think, to, to me, like, the, the, the fix of the playoffs is, to me, just make this round seven games. I've been yelling for seven games. Yeah. Because seven games is truism. Like, if the – if you know, the Diamondbacks beat the Dodgers in seven games and the Phillies beat the Braves in seven games, then that's just so bad. The best team wins in seven. Short series can be funky, right? But a seven-gamer, seven-gamer is to choose. To get back to Fitzy's truism, that's true. Yes, but also I think to Fitzy's point, you know, the fact the five-game series brings the element of randomness and the fact that you could potentially have an upset – that's kind of the exciting round. I wish the NBA would have stuck with the first round being five games. Most of the time, the, the higher seed ends up winning, sure. But it kind of eliminates the possibility of an upset. Because, yes, the truism is the better team most times, eight times out of ten, is going to win a seven-game series. In a five-game series, you just never know. And I think that's the fun and exciting part about the divisional series round. I, I yeah. think that's the, the, that's the problem, is that – if what you end up with is the better team wins, it's just after the marathon of the regular season, I keep using that word, but 162 games, right? It just becomes sort of why, like what's bringing everybody in to watch the chaos if you don't love playoff baseball. And maybe baseball fans don't care about that. I understand that. But to me, any sport, I don't care what we're talking about, good comes from lack of predictability, you know? So good comes from great stories. And so for whether it's because the dominance becomes the big story and everybody has to talk about it, as was the case for most of the year with the Braves, or if it's the fall of dominance, which we seem to as a society love whenever we can see it. I don't know why. We, we love to watch greatness humbled, right? And so for whatever reason, when you get that though i don't think you make wholesale changes to everything because this year was a weird year where the best teams lost i think you instead just embrace that hey this is a year where there's absolute chaos and an unpredictable team is going to win and by the way that's also something that next year in the middle of the season when it looks like somebody's running away with it you say yeah but what about last year right like it mm -hmm. it it breeds generational hope for people that'll say yeah but i watched that playoff that year and look at what they did so you know i don't know that I want a system that makes it more difficult for the Phillies to beat the Braves and for the Dodgers to lose. Like I don't know that I need that much. Yeah, but you gotta you you can't devalue 162 games, and that's what you do. I mean, like, isn't that in essence what we? Isn't that in essence what they do in hockey though? Like because the the top seed simply never wins, and I, like w like I said earlier, the old adage everybody knows is that a hot goalie will win you the Stanley Cup, right? So, and we love that. We love this whole long second season of the Stanley Cup playoff and what it means to get to the opportunity to win it. Well, I think and there's I think there's great parity too, though. I think there's like listen, Boston. 
you know, the Bruins make your point this past year. Who 100%. Had that, I was going to bring like, them up. Absolutely. Like had that epic season and the whole thing, and then, you know, our complete flop in the playoffs. But I've seen teams go, you know, th- that were great, great teams that won, right? They had great regular seasons, and then they won in the playoffs. So I think it's more of a more of a parody. Sure, situation. I mean Houston did that last year. The Houston had a bye last year in the MLB postseason, and they won the World Series. Mm-hmm. So I mean, it's not. And I I never agree with Rob Manfred on anything. You know how I feel about Rob Manfred, yep. Anthony. Guys, a dope. Yeah. But he made a great point. He says it's been two seasons of this. Last year, the top seeds were two and two. As far as the teams that had a buy, this year it was one and three. I do think we need a bit of a larger sample size before we have a knee-jerk reaction to off of just a two-season sample size of this. Maybe it's something that I do think they revisit, and if they do end up making a change, Anthony, I do think they will possibly think about just extending the NLDS and making it 7-7-7. Uh, independent of that, I don't know what else you could do. I saw one theory where you can have games one and two of the wild card series be double headers to shave an extra day off. Maybe that's something they look at. I'm not sure. Um, but I do think you need a larger sample size than two seasons before you say we have to blow this entire model up. Let, let me ask. Let me ask you yeah. guys this real quick, though. If if we had had chalk all the way across the board, would we have opened this morning's show talking about Major League Baseball in the playoffs? I, I don't know. Like, would well, we spend this much time? We would. I, well, that's fair. That's, <laughs> yeah. that's fair to you. But like, but you get my point. No, right? I, like, no, I'm just busting balls. No, the conversation is no, created from it. Yeah, but you play, play the game. It, yes, but. The the like you put it as like you catch at the randomness and you like the in the chaos and yeah I mean we talk about it but I don't know I mean we're we're if if the Dodgers beat the Diamondbacks like the Phillies aren't I told they're not an underdog like they the Braves were great but the Phillies were just as good as them I think and so if it was Phillies Dodgers we wouldn't be talking Phillies Dodgers I think we would I. I think you would, but I don't think a lot of TV shows. Like I don't think a lot of like I don't think the the I don't think it's a massive headline that cuts through in the middle of football. It's the the thing that everybody like everybody says all the time. Know, about trying to get Texas cut is a great series. Like that's a, like a, a two offensive yeah. powerhouse. The only reason why Fitz, I'd say it would cut through is because you have you know two big markets, two major marquee franchises. Arizona is kind of seen as his upstart, and quite honestly, most people. Think that Philly's Philly's really gonna kind of wipe the floor with them. I don't think that's necessarily gonna happen. I do think Philly's will win, but it's almost like a fait accompli at this point in time. Well, the Phillies beat Atlanta. And Diamondbacks shouldn't be here. They're young and experienced. They caught the Dodgers at a right time, and the Phillies are kind of run them off the field. If it was Dodgers Phillies or Dodgers Braves, I do think people will be talking about it more. I don't think the NLCS is getting as much talk as say the ALCS is getting because I think Houston Texas can really legitimately go either way. Because Arizona kind of just came out of nowhere, and they don't really have the star power that the Dodgers have. Yeah, I also to your point, I, I listen, baseball. Right, Fitzy talked about it earlier, Randon, oh, yeah. this the whole thing. By no means do I, do I feel like you know calm, right? Like that series starts next week, mm-hmm. and uh, you know they that Arizona team, Carroll and Marte and Walker and. Well, Gall- Gallon and Kelly at the top of that rotation. Are I mean, pretty, they're scary. They Listen, really like, are. I, you know, I'm not, I'm not sitting here, you know, calm, right? I, by any stretch. So That's I, interesting. I agree with you because you were ultra confident last week. Remember this, Fitz, about the Braves? Oh, they'll they'll kill the Braves. I'm not even worried about them. I knew it, but I knew the matchup. Like, here's the thing. Like, seriously, I, 
I knew that matchup inside and out. I also know that Braves team can handle like Citizens Bank Park. Yeah. And we saw the Met, I mean the year melted. before. Sure. Arcia like freaking out at a twelve year old. What's that tell yeah. you? Well, yeah, and Ronald Acuna, speaking of a you know, someone who disappeared and didn't even talk to the media after being eliminated, which there's your MVP folks right there. Yeah, it's like pretty you, disgraceful. It Got to really catch is. the team bus. It's BS. I know, man. Like you can't just be a baby about it. Like all of a sudden, you, you know, the one thing is you get all the glory, right? Right. And and you should listen. A guy should get all the glory. Yeah, he's an amazing but, player. Had a phenomenal record-breaking right. year. Sure, but. You know, you got to man up. Yeah, you can't like dance this. around and pick up bases and be all flamboyant when you're when everything is going well, and then you get swept and hit under a hundred for the season for the postseason, and then disappear. Yeah, and listen, he hit that ball, and if that ball is another, you know, two feet, and it, it hits the corner of the outfield, Rojas doesn't make the catch, three run score, and yeah. we we got a game five. So like he got he got a lot of that ball it was dead center field. So, you know, I don't know why you got to be a baby about it when, look, you know, Rojas makes a great play, and, you know, that's 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 the sport. Yeah. Just own up to the fact that you didn't play well. Right. It, which you, everything you're saying is a 1,000% true, and it speaks to the fabric and wiring that the Braves need to get figured out, by the way. But I would also say that in this process, again, this, these are the this this is the epic part of all of this, right? Like as somebody for for me as somebody from the outside with no skin in the game, it's that drama that drew me to all of this. And if I, I, I the only way I get that drama is through this sort of an upset, through this sort of a moment. I'm just y'all are making my point on why this is a a fantastic Major League Baseball playoff, and B why it's a conversation point piece. Yeah, I, I still need to go seven. Like, I still need this round to be seven. Do you think the Phillies would have won in seven? Yes. Do you think – what result would have been different in seven? Well, I don't know if the Do- – like, again, the Dodgers play differently. Like, when you lose the way they lost and Kershaw gets, gets rocked, I mean, it's, it shakes you when it's a best of five. Best of seven, you still have a breath. Like, yeah. you know, again, Arizona could still win – might have still won. But I think in a seven-game series, you're not squeezing the bat as tight. It's just, you know, it, it allows for the better team to give him better chance, to give him a, more of a chance to win. It does. I mean, look, we've seen teams come back from three-one deficits all the time. Not yeah. not all the, the time, Yankees, but you know what I mean. Yankees, I mean, Red Sox, Yankees. The Dodgers did it to the Braves in the yeah. NLCS in the bubble. You know, yeah. it, it does happen. I yeah, think the Cleveland right. Cubs World Series, that happened. So we've seen it happen in the past. But, you know, even Dave Roberts said after the Dodgers got swept, he was like, you know, we, even if it was a seven-game series, we're down 3-0. I mean, now maybe the circumstance in Game 3 is different. Maybe they win. Did you see your point? They're not pressing as much. Who knows? Because, I mean, they did some out-of-character things in that game. Yeah. Mookie Betts and Freddie Freeman are swinging at pitches I've never seen them swing at before. Yeah. So, I mean, that, that tells you something there. But – how big of a difference it would have made, I'm not really sure. In the grand scheme, I do think they will ultimately end up changing it. And by the way, it's more money for Major League Baseball, so why yeah, would they say no to it? Exactly. The big issue before there was like, well, we don't want the World Series to end in November. It ends in November anyway, so what's yeah, three more, fair. three or four that's more fair. days? Who cares? Exactly. You know, so, so you got, 
while you got the floor, hit us with some trending. All right, well, I'll go to the wild finish in college football from Friday night. Colorado got out to a 29 to nothing halftime lead over Stanford. The Cardinal did storm back in the second half. They would tie the game at 36 with a field goal at the end of regulation. After the team's traded touchdowns in the first overtime session, Stanford intercepted Shadura Sanders in the end zone and then proceeded to kick the game-winning field goal to pick up just their second victory of the year. The final score was 46 to 43. Colorado falls to 4 and 3 on the season. Earlier in the night, Fresno State improved to 6 and 1. They defeated Utah State 37 to 32. Tulane 5 and 1. They pick up a 31 to 21 victory over Memphis. Ohio State star receiver Emeka Abuka will not play against Purdue today with a knee injury. In the NFL, the Giants will be without starting quarterback Daniel Jones against Buffalo with a neck injury. Browns quarterback Deshaun Watson will miss his second straight game with a shoulder issue. Cleveland will host undefeated San Francisco. Detroit will be without running back Jameer Gibbs for the second straight week as he continues to nurse a hamstring injury. Back to the fellas. All right, fellas. And uh, we're brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Progressive makes bundling easy and affordable. Get a multi-policy discount by combining your motorcycle, RV, boat, ATV, whatever you got, all your protection in one place. Bundle and save at Progressive.com. Coming up, Fitzy, I want to ask you about Citizens Bank Park and what the, and the power of fans, and I, I'm I'm dying to get your take, both you and Figgy, on the power of fans to really affect a game. We're the fellas. We'll dive into it coming up next right here on Fox Sports Radio. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret, like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Fellas from the TireRack.com studios, Jason Fitz, I'm Anthony Gargano, Kevin Figures, crew, Shay, Mighty Mark. So, uh, Fitzy, I've listen. It's my hometown, so yeah, yeah, I'm a bit. I grew up there, and I love it, and it's part of who I am. So you know, forgive me, but that ballpark and those people. I, I, I mean, I swear 
that they had something to do with the Phillies winning. Like, it, it's, you know, in an era when we think about home field doesn't really exist and home court and all this stuff, I it was, to me, palpable that the Braves just really had a tough time handling Citizens Bank Park. I think that's one of the magical things about certain parks in certain sports, you know, because I'm not sure that, that it makes the same difference in every location, right? Like Agreed. I think yeah. sometimes it, we, we overblow what home field and home court can mean for a game. But I think you're right. In this situation, especially because of the way playoff baseball feels uh, at night and especially the way certain crowds feel when they're right on top of you. And, and a buddy of mine that played for years in the bigs always told me that, like, there's just certain there, there are certain atmospheres that do. Absolutely. Like, as a player, you feel it. You feel the energy in the crowd. You feel the momentum in the crowd. I think it hits differently for a baseball game than it does for most home games in the NFL. I think when you start talking about which sports are most impacted by home field, I think baseball and college football. Football are the two that stand out to me where the crowd can make the biggest difference in the way the game actually plays out. Fig, what's your thought about that? I 100% agree. There are just certain, not even necessarily palaces, but just atmospheres that you feel in certain sports where the, the, the energy from the crowd, I think, really affects players and it's an intimidation factor. You know, I feel like the Boston Red Sox, when they had their runs, you know, was kind of one of those parks. They can be down nine to one in the fifth. And, you know, a guy gets on base and Ortiz hits a double and all of a sudden that crowd's energized and you can almost feel the other side, the other dugout crumbling a little bit. And I think the Phillies have that sort of feel to them. There's only a select number of parks that are like that in any particular sport. Uh, Philadelphia is definitely one of them. And I think, you know, a place like Fenway is one of those, too, where you just you never feel like you're out of a game because that home crowd, once they get into it, you know, there's an intimidation factor where it's, man, here we go again. This team's coming back. They're not going to quit. And the people, see the people, they care so deeply. Like every fan cares, right? So I'm not telling you that they care more than other fans. But the sheer volume of fandom, I think, and the their ferocity of their fandom, I think makes it, you know, on that next level. Is that fair, Fitzy? No, oh, look, a hundred percent. Let me let me be clear. Having lived all over the country in my life, you know, there are certain areas you move to. And you look around and you say, man, I had no idea. And and I'll be honest, I didn't know that until I moved up into New England at the time in Connecticut. I was really stunned because, you know, you learn different things in different markets. Like when I moved to the South and I looked around, I was like, okay, college football really does hit differently down here than it does in other places that I've lived. When I moved up to New England and that area in general, the Northeast in general, and you drive around and you see what baseball means as a part of society, like the, the most stunning thing to me when I moved up there culturally was that I had so many adult friends that were like, Oh yeah. Like I've got a, a close friend that's going next week uh, to, to a huge adult baseball tournament in Arizona. It's what he does. And like, he's taking a kid with him for the first time. And it's like the number of adults I know that are still playing because they want some outlet to play baseball that were former athletes, blah, blah, blah. Like all of that lives exists. It's real in, in that Northeast area. I think baseball matters, you know, to use the sec phrase, it just means more. In that part of the country, it just means more when you see the crowds, when you see the lifestyle, when you see what it means in the middle of the off season, and people are still repping their stuff. Like that didn't exist in other places I lived as a kid, a hundred percent. Well, Boston, Boston's a great baseball team. I think you find yeah. that in St. Louis and Los Angeles. 
I think I mean, you, I mean, like, you know, LA's different. I think sports, I, like in my town, it's across the board because you see how they are at the Eagle. Like they travel, they took over LA last weekend. Yeah, certainly, and there there are certain markets that all sports do well. I'm just like I, I've spent a pretty good amount. Like I went to World Series game in St. Louis. Like I, I've been to games in St. Louis, and St. Louis is a great baseball city. I don't know that I was ready until I moved up into the Northeast in general for the fact that like in the middle of February somebody's going to be yelling at you about some baseball thing while they're like upset. It's it, it just the yeah, level of suck. obsession yeah. is different. Yeah, I mean it's just it hits different in Boston, Philly, uh, New York, that whole area. The, the the passion for the sport hit different. Yeah, fig. I 100% agree. You know, having only I've only been to Boston a couple of times, but I mean the passion around that team, regardless of the time of year, is a, another level that I've never seen. And I grew up in Los Angeles my entire life, and I know the passion they have for the Dodgers. Uh, it it just hits different at certain levels. To your point, Fitzy, about the feel in the SEC about that. It's the exact same way there. And there are certain cities, and Philadelphia, to your point, because it's the same way around all of its sports, that's what makes it so intimidating playing in a place like that, especially when those teams are good. Yeah. Yeah, it's got, like, I could tell you, like, we celebrate here. Like, the game day starts. It's a weekend. Like, everything, weekday, and everything stops. Like, work stops. Productivity stops, and in a good, in the best way, all violent crime stops, which is the most beautiful byproduct of this whole run. Is I've seen it last year, and I've seen it in the past, and this stuff just brings people together. And to me, that's the greatest thing ever to bring us all together. Sports builds churches, my friends. We'll come back. Big hour football coming up right here. Fox Sports Radio. Well, good morning. Good morning. Good morning, everybody. Well, uh, we hope your weekend is uh, off to a great start. We're the fellas, Jason Fitz, Anthony Gargano, my man Kevin Figures, Mighty Mark, and, of course, my main man, Shay. And uh, we come to you live from the TireRack.com studios. TireRack.com, we're going to help you get there on that selection, fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection. Over 10,000 recommended installers, TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. And we're brought to you by Discover Card Debit. It's like using debit over credit, shouldn't you? You also get rewarded. Well, now you can with Discover Cashback Debit. It's a checking account that rewards everyone with cash back on everyday purchases with no fees, period. Check out eligibility and terms, discover.com backslash cashback debit, Discover Bank, member FDIC. Uh, this is uh, one of these these great weekends where it's just sports. Hockey has started. Did you like your first week dropping the puck, Fitzy? Oh, my God. Did you, did, did you see... The way the Vegas Golden Knights started the season. I'm sticking off you, buddy. The banner raising. Oh, I had all the feels, and I realized that I was stupid and should have flown out there for that game. Cause yeah, I'm you should have. Like, yeah. there, there's a, this moment of, like, as somebody that was in the room for game one of the Stanley Cup final, I, I had the opportunity but, but didn't go to game five, couldn't get across country for it. And then I went to the parade 
there's just this moment for me where that I didn't realize how special the start of a new season would feel. Oh, I was in my fields with the slot machine with the three Stanley Cubs, and all of a sudden, yeah, that like, was awesome. Lord Stanley Cup, and then they lifted. Oh God, it felt good. It felt good. And then they went out and just just kicked the snot. I mean, just a good way to start the season. Like you got, you want all the good feels to last a little bit longer, and that sort of ceremony definitely accomplished that. Yeah, yeah, it was cool. Like, nobody does like <clears throat> production the way the Knights do it. Like their production, it really is like a like a Vegas show. Like it's you know it's you two at the Sphere, right? Like it's it's all that man. It's um, it, it really is unbelievable. But that speaks to something you were just talking about about Philly. Like I think the best franchise when we look at it and say, okay, what makes this franchise work why is why why are fans so passionate about it the best franchises find a way to represent the communities that they're part of like it's just they become intertwined as some fabric and i I think you know as a vegas kid that's part of what i think my beloved raiders are still working on in vegas like the raiders have their own identity vegas has its own identity how do you merge those it's almost like merging two families right but the golden knights were born out of that identity and from the outset said I want to be part of this. Like, I, you know, somebody lived in Nashville for so long and have followed the Preds closely. Like, I think one thing they've done brilliantly is they've been very Nashville in everything that they do. And, like, yes. it, it, you know, yes. that's the that's what the best ones do. Like, yeah. the Phillies represent yeah. – Phil- like, the yeah. Eagles represent Philly. Like, the best places yeah. represent their cities. Well, the athletes also get it, right? Like, so, like, the, the players have to embrace their towns. That's why, like, Bryce Harper, you know – being like he had a sports jacket on inside was the skyline of the city. Like, you know, I mean, it's, it's just rare that you get, like, you got to embrace your town. Like that's, I think that's part of the, the pack between a, especially a superstar in a city. It's why, you know, I think it's, it's cool. I think that adds to it all. By the way, it is a, we have like two, incredible football games today like i mean there's a slew of them but there's two that just stand out just in a monster way i mean when you look at oregon and washington battle of unbeatens 330 i think a big link who was uh an original fell in of and I think, man, Washington, Oregon, two stud squads. That's that's a great football game, Figgy. It'd be the most important matchup these two teams have had in ever. I think it's the first ever. time they've ever both ever. been in the top ten. The problem is when Washington had its great years, you know, back when Link was there in like the 90s and early 2000s, Oregon was terrible. And then when Oregon was kind of on on its rise under Bilotti and Chip Kelly, Washington was kind of you know muddling in the muck with uh, Kyle Whittingham and the likes. So this is the first time, and it's again we've said it all season long, and we'll continue to say it. How unfortunate it is for the Pac-12 because this is going to be a Big Ten game next year, and and for many years to come. Unbelievable, you know, unbelievable, <laughs> amazingly bad this is. For we've talked for so many years about how you know, and we've had these debates between Anthony and myself, and when Lincoln was here, Fitzy about the S. CC and how great it is over the Pac-12 and outside of Georgia I don't know if there's another team including Alabama that's as good as Washington or Oregon in the SEC this year yeah I, I've I never don't been able to say that I, I think you're right by the way I think 
if I had a vote right now, uh, this would be one of the, the biggest games we could see to figure out which one of these teams deserves to be number two, number three, number four, somewhere in that range. I oh, mean, yeah. uh, like what I think people are going to find out today, in, this afternoon with this game, and I love the fact that it's in the middle of the day. I love the fact that it's going to get a lot of eyeballs. What people are going to find out is that this is not the Pac-12 of 10 years ago. We keep saying that on this show. I think you got to remember that Oregon plays really physical. They can just beat you up. But guess what? So does Washington. Like, yeah. in, you know, the Bo Nicks of old, like I, I've, I've spent years saying Bo giveth and Bo taketh away, like home Bo versus Road bow is a, a real thing, you know, just trying to figure out what that looks like for Bo Nix. But Michael Penix Jr., somebody that is putting up video game like numbers himself. I mean, this is really a prove it game for two Heisman candidates against two really well rounded teams that play solid defense. Like, I just, I don't think either of these teams is getting the respect that they deserve in the national conversation. And this is the sort of resume win that will create that, like it or not. Yeah, I completely right. You're you're right. That is the resume win that'll be, you know, that'll that'll that will resonate. I, I'm curious, like when I look at these two teams, I, I mean, I I think I like Washington in this game. But I you know, obviously home, the whole thing, but they're so even. And I I look at the stage like that, you know, you got two just death rivals close by i mean it i mean this this is one of these like you know watershed games in college football all year fitzy yeah it is and that's why i mean i'm leaning washington in this one because ty goes to the batter right ty goes to the better quarterback yeah, exactly i think but you know like i said the, the hardest part about bo nicks and this goes all the way back to bo you know before oregon is that Bo at home is a an American treasure that makes play after play after play, and Bo on the road uh, makes play after play after play for the wrong team. Now that that's gotten right. better this year, uh, but also it's just it, it's part of the fabric of big game Bo in the past on the road. So I, I think this is really interesting because of the quarterbacks. Like that's that becomes the tiebreaker. It's the reason I'm over obsessed on it. But man, I when we look back at the end of the year. This is going to be one of the two or three, you know, they always talk, the playoff committee talks about uh, important wins and game control and all these things and environment and all of, like, all of this is factored in to the playoff committee when they make decisions. You can't tell me that, especially knowing that the first playoff ranking is only a couple of weeks away, that the playoff committee won't overreact to whatever team wins this game. So I think that's just why, like, I feel like I'm giving the edge to Washington, but that's because I'm giving benefit of the doubt to Penix, but... Man, this is everything's on the line for these two teams in this one. Yeah, like if it were me, if this was on a neutral field, to be honest with you, I would take Oregon. I do yeah. think they're better, a little bit better in the trenches. They're a little better defensively, and Washington is not bad defensively. I just think Oregon's a little better. But to your point, Penix, the better quarterback, Bo Nix, and he's shown some moxie. They got down big to Texas Tech on the mm-hmm. road. Not that Texas Tech yeah. is great this year, but you're on the road. That's a tough place to play for anybody yeah. in any conference, and they were able to come back and get that victory. But yeah, the margin is just so thin like so if i had to pick somebody right now it would be washington talk to me in two hours and i might pick oregon it's that close yeah, you know yeah, and one yeah. good thing that we've never been able to say at least it's been a long time whoever loses this game i think still has a chance to make the playoff they can end up facing each other again in the pac-12 championship agree both of these teams still play sc still play oregon state still play utah all those teams are ranked you know, I, I think Oregon, uh, Washington plays, uh, or excuse me, Oregon plays UCLA at some point. So yeah. the Pac-12 is so deep this year, you're going to have a lot of ranked wins under your belt. So if Oregon loses this game and ha- that's their one loss, and they go back into the Pac-12 championship game and play Washington again and get a victory, 
who's to say they're not the representative uh, one of the teams representing the Pac-12 in the in the national playoff? I think that can actually happen. Yeah. yeah. I, and by I the way, can, like, yeah. how weird is it? Because you mentioned earlier, two teams that won't be in the Pac-12 next year. We can say the exact same thing about the eventual, I hope we get rematch between Texas and Oklahoma. Oh, yeah. Two teams that won't be in the Big 12 fighting for the Big 12 championship to then make the college football playoff. Like, it's a weird year, y'all. Just weird. It is. It's bizarre. And, you know, there's another great game tonight, 7.30 Eastern, 4.30 Pacific, and it involves another uh, Pac-12 team as well. For now. And Notre Dame, USC, uh, like I know the Irish got two losses. I, I don't care. I, I I love this game. I cannot wait to see Caleb Williams in this stage. Uh, I think Notre Dame is going to be really good. I I love its two storied rivals. I cannot wait to watch. This is a game that I can't wait. My son has a football game at six o'clock, and I'm just can't wait to come in because it's going to rain here. Nestle in. Make a cocktail and then nestle it for a little Irish USC. <laughs> How about the Irish being two point? I think it's up to two and a half point favorites now. Yeah. Look at that. Yeah, but but isn't that all just a statement about the fact that USC's defense is just yes. lava 100%. level of garbage? Like yes, it's hot yes. and like uh, Sam Hartman, I th- I thought would be more explosive. I thought Estime would be giving the ball more. They haven't done some of the things I think they could have done offensively. Notre mm-hmm. Dame, that is, in play calling. But if you can't get right against this defense for USC, then you might as well just pack it up and be like, "Sorry guys, I'll just see you next yeah. year." Like this defense yeah. is is atrocious. Notre Dame should be able to run the football on them. Should be able to find. But the thing of it is, just remember, USC knows that. Like we were talking about earlier, like maybe maybe Coach Prime just doesn't care about the trenches. Maybe Lincoln Riley just doesn't care about defense because he doesn't have to. Because like right. they're going to put points up on Notre Dame. So like I, I think this is going to be one of the more interesting versions of this rivalry we've seen in years. Yeah, you know the issue with Notre Dame that you're figuring out the deeper you get? They just don't have the guys at the skill position players. Like as mm-hmm. great as Sam Hartman is – like, none of these receivers they thought were going to yeah. be playmakers, whether it's Jaden Thomas, Chris Tyree got a lot of hype mm-hmm. from some people. They just aren't making plays. We come back, Michael Mayer had been their guy for four straight years, and you look up and their leading receiver is another tight end with 22 receptions through six games. They just don't have the, they, they don't have the horses at the skill positions. As great of a player as Sam Hartman is, you got to have the guys who can make plays for you. And I think that's the biggest thing holding them back. So to your guys' point, if ever you're going to make hey. It's going to be against USC. Every single team USC has played this year, that offense has had its best day. Every single opponent. So if Notre Dame is actually going to make hay offensively through the air, it's going to be against USC later today. You know, and quickly I will add to this. Like you mentioned they're letting Hartman down a little bit from a skill position group. This is where the transfer portal can get a little tricky mm-hmm. because you only have Hartman for one year. Like right. the, 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 you needed to get the most out of him this year because next year you're going to be diving right back in trying to figure out what you're good, what you're doing long term at quarterback, right? So it, it's just interesting to see what feels like a lost season for Notre Dame. But I, you know, I, I've, I've Mike Golick Jr., my buddy, for the longest time when he played for Notre Dame, he always told me the the whole season doesn't matter as long as you beat USC. Like that's real for them. I think Notre Dame comes out with the thunder of the gods in this game. They're try they got to find a way to try and stay competitive. Yeah, I I, uh, I I I like the Irish tonight. Although um, I cannot wait. I love watching Caleb Williams play, and I think you nailed it earlier about the SC defense. But man, Caleb Williams, you know what's funny? I, you know the the scouts. I was every week like there was a new scout 
who says something that, you know, they would take Caleb Williams right now over Mahomes, over where Peyton Manning was at that point. And remember how polished Peyton was as a junior. He comes back to Tennessee for a senior, but he, you know, he and Andrew Luck were both after their junior years, clearly the number one overall. And everybody thought that they were the most polished quarterbacks. And scouts are saying that Caleb Williams is better. Wow. I just, I, I want that for Caleb Williams and I want that for the NFL and I want all of this to work out perfectly. I just also want to remind everybody that, you know, it takes a second because just the way we're talking about Caleb Williams right now, it's just, it feels like people think he's going to come in the NFL and all of a sudden, you know, just anoint him as the next great thing. It, it, I just, man, I don't know. I just, I, I want Caleb Williams to be really good, but also it's even taken a second for Trevor Lawrence to, to acclimate, right? Like it took a second for Peyton Manning to acclimate. So I just, I hope we can all like pull back a little bit on this because there are so many fan bases right now obsessing over this kid being a franchise saver. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. I think that's a lot to put. Yeah, on. but I, I, I'll say this to you, and and you know, listen, in in that league, we to, to bring it back to the start of the show, you got to protect Caleb Williams. Like you know, without without a low line, that's good. You, you know, you, you're going to waste him. So I, I'm with you. That said, he's as close at like when we talk about NBA tanks, right? Yeah. Like yeah. you know, yeah. I'm, I'm tanking for this guy. I'm tanking for that guy. I would tag for Caleb Williams. Yeah, I, I mean, mean I remember I people talked about Andrew Luck when he was a sophomore at Stanford, and you know he pretty much came in and and excelled from day one. You know he's kind of getting those same platitudes, Caleb Williams, and he's look even a better you know mover, you know freelancer, more of a Mahomes type player than even Luck was. Mahomes wasn't even Mahomes; he was what the tenth pick, and they traded up to get him. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I mean, he's, this guy's getting a lot of juice, and the majority of the time when someone's getting this much hype. You know, they end up usually if they go to the right place and they have the right head on their shoulders, which it seems like he does. He does. Things yeah. end up working out for him, and absolutely he does. Yes. Yeah. Well, I, if he goes to Denver, I, I it can't tank. work out for him. I'm just letting you know right now. <laughs> well, like no. y'all, there is not enough alcohol for me to have to take on Mahomes, Caleb Williams, and Justin Herbert yeah. for the next 15 years. I'm out. I'm done. Like I just, you and me both. Yeah, I'm just gonna put. I'll put like sheets over all my Raiders stuff. Like you know, just cover it all up so nobody sees it, and I'll just wait till the next generation to try. Dude, I, I what, what? What's wrong? God, they're no, just... no. It's the coaching, right? It was oh. it was the worst coaching job in NFL history last year, right? For the Broncos, so that that's what was wrong with them. Yeah, but there are seven teams in the NFL with one or less wins. So let's just remember that there are a lot of teams that are actively out there that just stink this year. So we'll see yeah. how that actually plays. Yeah. The, the Broncos are screwed up and win somewhere. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah, just I, just yeah. Sean Payton to have the arrogance of what he said in that USA Today article is just getting shoved right back into his face right now. You know, karma, man. Yep, you karma. It's amazing. It is. It is the truth. Beware, my friends. Beware of karma, man. It's the truth. By the way, fellas, brought to you by, uh, uh, of course, Discover and Progressive. We'll tell you all about those. We got lots to get to today. And coming up, uh, I want to get back to the NFL a little bit. And I want to dive into the Niners and see what the fellas takes on the Niners. And uh, if they are the true dominant team, we'll discuss the power of the NFL coming up next. We are the fellas right here on Fox Sports Radio. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... 
or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card. Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Fellas, welcome back. Hey, football fans, we are uh, we are excited for all this stuff, man. Every week, man, we get nuts. We uh, we love this stuff, and uh, we get we get crazy with it. We can't wait. It's so, so much fun. Fellas, brought to you by Discover. That's right. Progressive makes, uh, excuse me, by Progressive Insurance. Pro, uh, Progressive makes bundling easy and affordable. You get a multi-policy discount by uh, combining your motorcycle, RV, boat, ATV, whatever you got. All your product, all your production in one place. Bundle and save. Progressive.com. Boys, let me ask you because you know the Niners making such a dramatic statement, right? Like they just buried the Cowboys buried him and i'm hearing all kinds of love for purdy and deservedly so but are the niners that you know kind of first half early season power that ultimately will kind of fall by the wayside are they truly that dominant i think they're truly that dominant and you know it's not just about purdy in fact purdy was the great question mark coming into the season sure but when you think about sort of the way they've looked, when you think about their coaching staff, when you think about their front office, when you think about the aggressiveness last year in acquiring CMC and what that's meant for them this year, when you think about their roster top to bottom, like if you just start asking yourself the basic question of take my favorite team, how many players on my favorite team would start on a great team? The answer to that question for San Francisco is most of them. Like they've got star skill position players. They've got star defensive players. They've got star offensive linemen. They've got a quarterback that's playing like a star. Like I don't, I don't think that there's any. Is he big... playing like a star? I think, I mean, is, that, is, I, I is think he, he is. game manager? Like I know sometimes we say that with like disdain. Um, 
but you think he's playing like a star, huh? Here, here's the thing for me, like, uh, you know, and again, I'll, I'll fly my fandom back into this. Every single week, the day after the Raiders game, somebody rips the All-22 film up, puts it up there, and shows you the five or six huge plays that Jimmy G just didn't even see on the field. It happens every yeah. week, like, like clockwork. And most fans have uh, some account they follow that does the same thing. Try that with the 49ers. Like, the funny thing is people keep talking about the fact that the weapons get so open, but my challenge is, or my, my counter to that is that the quarterback still has to find those people, still has to go through those reads, still has to make the right throw to the right guy in the right pattern at the right place. And those are all things he does. Like I saw some of Pro Football Focus this week breaking down the fact that they still don't think he's accurate enough and his windows are huge to throw to. And I'm just saying, hey, from an acumen standpoint, dropping back and knowing where to go with the football – He's far ahead of where people are giving him credit for. Like, I mean, I agree with that. I do. I, I don't think he's some special quarterback. I mean, I got to keep it real with you. And I think he's a he's a good fit for that team as long as he can stay help uh, stay healthy. I think his windows are really good. like. I think that's true. You know, you look at like last week and they throw they throw the kittle those those touchdowns to kittle. I mean, you know, I'm not saying they were easy throws, but they weren't as taxing. I think as dominant as that team is, he's a great fit for him. I think I just, you're right, though, that where he knows where to go with the ball. I think my, my first counter to the, the concept that, that he's maybe not good enough is that, first of all, he's better than Jimmy G was in that office. But even above me on that, if, if almost any quarterback could succeed in that offense – just to save the egg on their face, Trey Lance would have been the starter, right? Like, the, there's this moment of Brock Purdy's coming in and doing what Trey Lance couldn't do, and he's doing what Jimmy G tried to do, but he's doing it better and more efficiently. Like, I think there has to be some credit for that. Jimmy G may not be a great starting quarterback, but he's been to the Super Bowl. He's played well enough to get them there, and Brock Purdy's playing better than that. Like, I, I think to some degree, most, most quarterbacks in the NFL are going to be beholden to whatever system they're in, so the fact that he's in a good system for him, I'm not really going to fault him for that, right? Like, I just, I think there is some element of Jimmy G that he looks to me like he's going to be one of those guys that for the next, it's a, right now, Mr. Irrelevant is a story that holds him back. In three or four years, it's going to be part of his story the same way Brady's story was always about what round he was picked in. He will be the forever quarterback that we talk about because of where he was drafted. I think it's going to become part of the reason people root for him. To me, he looks like a 10, 15 year guy for the 49ers. Wow. I don't know. Figgy, where are you at with Purdy? I agree with everything that Fitz said. I mean, you excel in the situation that you're in. That's all you can ask. And as he's playing like a, I mean, defined star, I mean, he's what? Top three in completion percentage, top 10 in, you know, in total yards. I mean, are guys wide open? Sure. But it's not his fault that he has a good co- tact- tactical coach who can get guys <laughs> open, and he's quick enough to be able to find the open man. I don't necessarily think that those should be knocks against him. I know he doesn't have the physical measurables, but... What does it matter? Are they an elite team? They absolutely are. He's thriving in the situation that he's in, and that's all that you can ask for him to do. So is, I'm not going to detract from him. Like let's let's pile on in another way too here because I you know I, I I liked Anthony Richardson coming out, but was scared because he hasn't played enough college football. And we don't know if he's going to look consistent. I know he's injured now, but Shane Steichen uh, Steichen and the Colts get a lot of credit for the way they immediately developed an offense that he could thrive in. And that makes me think back to Jalen Hurts and the fact that Shane Mm -hmm. Steichen did a beautiful job 
finding the things that Jalen Hurts does best and really building an offense around that that incredibly capable good player while he became a better passer and all of those other things that people thought he needed to do. I, I think we were too down on Hurts in the beginning and Shane Steichen though gets a lot of credit for where he's developed to. Why is it that we sit there with a quarterback like that and we say, oh, well we'll credit the coaches in the way that they develop the player, but then we sit here with Brock Purdy and we say, oh, he's a product of the system. Every quarterback has things they do well and you're going to have to figure out a way to, yeah, to manipulate I, what listen, you are I as an agree, offense. I agree with that. But let, let's, let's examine it further because I don't know if I completely agree even with your hurt stuff. Uh, Fig, do me a favor. Hit us with some trending and then let's tackle it. All right. Well, we had an epic comeback in the Pac-12 Friday night. Stanford overcame a 29-point halftime deficit to pick up a 46-43 to overtime, double overtime win at that. Cardinal picking up 408 of its 523 total yards of offense in the second half, scored on eight straight possessions to complete the biggest comeback in school history with that victory over CU. Earlier in the night, Fresno State improved to 6-1. and They picked up a win at Utah State. 37 to 32. Tulane, a 31 to 21 victory over Memphis after a couple of fourth quarter scores. Fox's big noon kickoff will feature second rank Michigan hosting Indiana later this afternoon. Some news out of the NFL. The Giants will be without starting quarterback Daniel Jones against Buffalo with a neck injury. Tight end Darren Waller is also questionable in that game, as is Saquon Barkley. Browns quarterback Deshaun Watson will miss his second consecutive game with a shoulder injury. P.J. Walker will get the start there for Cleveland, who will host undefeated San Francisco, who we were just talking about. Detroit will be without running back Jameer Gibbs for the second week in a row as he continues to nurse a hamstring injury. However, right receiver Amon Ross St. Brown is expected to play. Back to the fellas. All right, fellas from the TireRack.com studios. We're brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Progressive makes bundling easy and affordable. Get a multi-policy discount by combining your motorcycle, RV, boat, ATV, whatever you got, all your protection in one place, bundle and safe progressive.com the birdie conversation is fascinating and i appreciate your take on it fitzy and i i look at it and i i'm not that i'm a detractor because i think he's doing i mean he's doing his job i i I don't know how sustainable i mean listen that team's good so i think they're legitimate i also thought they were good last year and while people go well he got hurt he did, but he was already behind the eight ball. He was already, like, people think that if he stayed in the game, it's a different story. That game was a blowout waiting to happen. He was, he was in serious distress before he gets hurt and did nothing. So I, I don't know. Sometimes you have these images and you see these circumstances, and I still got to see him in, in a stressful situation. Is that fair? But that, true, but that also doesn't give the player room to improve either. Like Brock Purdy of 2022 Correct. is not necessarily going to be Brock Purdy of 2026. Correct. So yeah, I think no, you have to account for fair. that too. And, and by the way, like just looking quickly in, in the world of uh, over the cap and, you know, they, they look at future numbers of, of salary cap. You mentioned 2026. Well, because Brock Purdy is so cheap right now, in 2025, we should remind everybody the 49ers right now have $32 million in space. In 2026, they have $122 million in space. Mm-hmm. Like, like, So the ability of a strong front office to continue to put strong talent around them, I mean, I, I think we also yeah. have to remember that there are certain teams, the 49ers and the Chiefs come to mind, they don't miss in the draft very often. And because of that, they constantly have young talent that's uh, that's playing above their 
heads are playing really well. They have coaches that can turn around and develop them. So I think he's going to always have good weapons around him because they trust the way the 49ers are running. Like, I just, if you're San Francisco, not only are you out on the quarterback market because you don't need to be in on the quarterback market in any way, shape, or form, but like there's a very real world in a couple of years where you're going to give Brock Purdy $50, $60 million a year. Like, why would you not at this point? Like, what are you looking for in a quarterback that he doesn't have? So, you know. Well, I, let's, let's, like, hold on. Like, before I go, I want to go write that check, you know, there's a lot, there's a lot of football to me that he's got to show me. I mean, uh, again, I brought up last year's playoff game, and before he got hurt, he looked like a young quarterback. Did he not? Yeah, I mean, but he how many starts in was he like? like okay, I can't even I, do this I, year. I, no, but no, to Ficky's point, said, Ficky says, give him some time to grow. All right, I agree. Like He should have some time to improve. I, I, I completely agree. I'm not, I'm not telling you he's he, you're not going to give him, but in a, you made the statement that – well, you know, why wouldn't you give him fifty, sixty million a year? Uh, let me see, like how he progresses, because I, I don't think you think it's a lock. I don't. I look at all of this and say, combine the fact that he was barely, he wasn't expected to be the starter last year. Uh, then he's put into that situation, plays that well. I spent all summer saying, no, it's not a given that Purdy's going to be good enough especially considering the fact that he missed most of the offseason with an elbow injury. He comes in from that offseason. I mean, he's never lost. A game he started, he has never lost. At some point, being 13-0 and is still 13-0. Wow, he lost. And, the, I mean, okay, he was on his way to losing. Yeah, he threw four passes. I mean, how many how many drives did he even have? I mean, It was a quarter. It was a quarter. Yeah. Okay, it was a quarter. Was a quarter. And he was already behind the eight ball. All I right. mean, that's all. It happens. You, you know. I'm yeah, not saying I'm, I'm behind my own quarter saying, too. I mean, come on. I'm just saying I'm not. I'm not giving him. Like I don't think it's. Oh yeah, why wouldn't you give him fifty, sixty million? Well, I don't think uh, Fitz well, is saying me, give it to him now. I'm saying if it continues to go this way, well, and no, when Fitz, he said that. No, no I know I, he yeah, did. I'm, I'm saying, saying I, I'm saying it's inevitable. He's going to be a fifty million dollar quarterback. We can just clip that off, and we can play that again in a year and a half. When you're thirteen and zero, you have the smartest coaches. Right. You have players around you. Like there's just no reason for them at any point to dip back into the. He's thirteen. If CJ Stroud started thirteen and zero, we would be sitting here saying, "Oh my God!" If if any quarterback selected in the first yeah, or second the, round, if, if he did that with the thirteen and zero, not like, with the Niners. If 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 Mac Jones had been drafted to the Patriots, it you know the middle of the first round and started thirteen and zero, they would have been ready to throw a parade for him down the middle of the street. Like yeah. I just it, part of it's that Brock doesn't he just doesn't have this impressive thing that you look at that you're like oh yeah, that's my quarterback. Right? He has like, nothing just, that a, a, a traditional star quarterback. I, can everything have. you guys are saying are, is is correct, and that's like, why I, I think I, he's I, kind of discriminated against to a certain like, degree. I, like I I get what your point is. I, and I and maybe I'm guilty, and I'll raise my hand. But I look at him, and I still look at him side eyed. Like I think he's got on a great team, and he's got great. Co- I think everything you said, Fitz, he was right. Like great coaches, great team. Yeah, all right. But if you thrive but, in that situation, I mean, look, I'm not saying there's nothing wrong with it. But yeah. you know, and, like, and we could talk about it after they win the Super Bowl. Like then I go, okay, well, you know, your guys are yeah, right. But- 
but I will say this: like part of the reason that Mahomes, and this is this is comforting to Bears fans, I hope, because I hear Bears fans all the time say, "We should have taken Patrick Mahomes." You, you, you should have. I get that. But also, Patrick Mahomes is who he is because he got to sit for a year behind Alex Smith. He's admitted that repeatedly in interviews that Alex Smith taught him how to be a pro, how to approach his week, how to break down film, how to go through all of the process of being a pro quarterback. While he learned from Andy Reid with no pressure on him from year one, and then he goes into year two and is able to completely accelerate the process, and they were able to invest in him because they had given him the time and the process around him with the great coaches and, at the time, great weapons. And now Mahomes is who Mahomes is. We never apologized for that in that situation. What I'm looking at here is a quarterback that is with a great coach, very similar to Patrick Mahomes with Andy Reid, with a great play caller, very similar to Patrick Mahomes with Andy Reid. Like, this is no different. but he's got no skill sets like Mahomes does. I mean, come it, on, bro. It doesn't matter. It does. But, yes, but it my does. point is that my point is that at some point, Mahomes is who he is because he developed the way he developed. He is who he is today. Okay, because yeah, he was he given the opportunity to develop. It, it, he also it, it, is an he got a ridiculous arm, but he's you, an incredible athlete. You really come think on. that if the Bears had drafted Mahomes and thrust him on the field, that he'd still be the Mahomes he is today? I think, no, that's of course. A listen, you know, I, listen. Andy Reid is a dear friend of mine. So I, I know what he does for quarterbacks, and I agree with you that it depends on the place that you go to. But Purdy and Mahomes is an apple and an orange. Uh, well, I mean, when it, it comes to skill set. But but what they're asked to do is an apple is apples and oranges too. Right? Like Kyle Shanahan wants somebody right. to run his offense. I'm just bringing up the fact way. you brought up Mahomes in the conversation. Yeah. I'm but, going no. But the Mahomes part of the conversation is simply about the fact that you you have to go to the right place. Yeah, my, we don't my, fault it for other, like we don't fault I'm not Tua for being from Mike But my point to you is, I look at his skill sets and I still look at him side eyed. Did you? His first, Wait, hold on. We got to take a timeout and right. then. We'll dive back in. I love it. Because I have a parallel to draw that I think might make more sense, and I think it might drag you more to our side here, cuz. Okay. I, I love it. I, what a great conversation. This is, this is, we can geek out. Ah, fitty. Fellas, <laughs> right here. Fox Sports Radio. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Oh, the fellas from the TireRack.com studios. 
Brought to you by Discover Card Debit. If you like using debit over credit, shouldn't you also get rewarded? Well, now you can with Discover Cashback Debit. It's a checking account that rewards everyone with cashback on everyday purchases. No fees, period. All right. Check out eligibility terms. Discover.com backslash cashback debit. Discover back member FDIC. All right, boys. Yeah, I know Figgy. We're debating Purdy. And and listen, I mean, you guys have bring up great stuff. Fitzy, a great argument. I'm just not on the Brady. Uh, Purdy is Montana. Such so train yet? Don't think either of us said that. By the way, just just to <laughs> just to well, I mean, set the record I mean, straight. Fitzy's got his checkbook out. I mean, fifty uh, million dollars pays you for a pretty good quarterback. Not Montana. By the time he's up for his contract, Montana could be like Montana worthy. Could be like eighty, ninety million. <laughs> oh, yeah. the way his quarterbacks get paid. You were right. I know. I listen. I know you got paid for Fitzy, but I, you know, you're already writing a check for the kid. I'm out. I'm out. I'm out here giving that. To, you know, my fifty cent royalty check still coming in, going straight to Brock Purdy to give him that hundred. Now, like I know he's not as tall and doesn't have as strong of an arm, but he plays a pretty similar style. How was Brock Purdy any different than say a Jared Goff? And Jared Goff, in the right situation in the right circumstance, got the Rams to a Super Bowl, and they could have very easily beaten the Patriots in that game. So and is having a resurgence in Detroit playing a similar style. Brock doesn't have to be a superstar. He doesn't have to be Joe Montana or so Tom Brady. So he's a poor man's golf. Why, is Why he does he have to be a poor man's golf? Yeah, like, he can be just as good if not better. But he's he not have the measurables. Of, I say he doesn't he, have the measurables, which people hold against him. Agree. I agree. Yes, yes. So that doesn't make him a poor man's golf. He just well, doesn't have the measurables. it kind of lets you that the definition. I, but here's the thing. Usually like, it's it, like you lack an intangible when you're a poor man somebody. I meant more like, you know, I, I guess it's all about how you take that. I mean, I neither of those guys like, are throwing, like, you know, zipping a ball in between, you know, a keyhole between two defenders. You know what I mean? I mean, Goff's got a decent arm, man. Yeah, he has That's a good right. arm. He has I a good mean, arm. Think, That's why he was the first overall pick, for yeah, sure. Yeah, I, like, I think he's got, you know, I think he's got a better skill set than Purdy, but. I think they play a similar style. Is that not right? I agree. But but I I think the the even bigger point here, though, is we continue to talk about certain quarterbacks that thrive, and part of the reason they're thriving are the coaches they're with. Like, I just think that's the modern NFL. Listen, that aspect of it, I agree with you. But nobody's qualifying to his success and say, well, it's really because of Mike McDaniel. Like, nobody's qualifying, you know, golf success. Again, but, like, I can't tell you. I agree with you when it comes to, you know, Shanahan and and that whole San Francisco. I think that they're incredible coach. I do. I think they're a great team because of the coaching staff. We're just talking Purdy, and I go, okay. Like, I'm not not gushing. Now, maybe I'm – I'm holding it against them or whatever you want to say. I'm biased. I look at them and I go, eh, all right. Like, I, the intangibles are more impressive than the skills itself. But, you know, sure. yeah, to your guys' point, what more you want? You're 5-0. and oh. I'd rather have a guy of his stature with the intangibles than somebody who's six foot six with a rocket arm. I had that. His name was it's, Jamarcus Russell. Oh my God! So how dare you bring sorry. Jamarcus? It is too early in the morning to say those two words in one sentence together. But can't you have a six six guy with a big arm who's not Jamarcus Russell? I mean, those guys are few and far between. They're called superstar quarterbacks, Anthony. You don't just grow on trees. But I, I'm also I'm waiting for the moment that I sit there in any of these games for Brock and I say. 
Good God. The 49ers won despite Brock Purdy doing his best to just throw that game away. Like, we see we see good quarterbacks wow, lose their team late games. When's, when have we seen Brock Purdy lose the 49ers a game? And, like, we've seen Joe Burrow lose the Bengals games. And I'm not saying Joe Burrow's anything less than excellent. The only, way, the only time he loses the Bengals games because they can't protect him. Uh, 100%, 100%. But we, we are used to seeing great quarterbacks have bad games that cost their team a football game. We haven't even seen that yet. Because those great quarterbacks are quarterbacks that the teams rely on them to win games. We also haven't seen him win a game. Uh, man, but it's not like they're holding the playbook back from him. Like, it's no, not like they're throwing like, 14 you, you, times. Like, like, you know, Mahomes you know. bails your team out. He's not a, I'm going to bail you out quarterback. I mean, right, right now, this year, you're right. He's not a bail you out quarterback. I mean, he's I mean a, let's face it. Listen, they do everything the right way because their defense, like, listen, there's a certain way to play. When, when you're a playing as a front runner, like, in the, when you have a great defense that's been dominant, uh, that allows you to play with ease and calm. I'm not saying he doesn't deserve any accolades. I'm not telling you he doesn't, none of that stuff. My only point to you is I, I, I just slow my roll with this, you know, Purdy is, is all that. I, I just go, all right, like he's playing well. I mean, and it's funny because you take it as a slight and I take it as you are gushing. Uh, well, that's uh, I'm right. You're wrong. That's all I heard. <laughs> <laughs> now you're getting angry. Where the fellas, I love it right here. Fox Sports Radio. Well, good morning. Good morning. Good morning, everybody. Happy weekend. Happy uh, Fox Sports Saturday, fellas. Hanging with you from the TireRack.com studios. TireRack.com, we're going to help you get there. An unmatched selection, fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Fellas brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Progressive makes bundling easy and affordable. Get a multi-policy discount by combining your motorcycle, RV, boat, ATV, whatever you got. All your protection in one place. Bundle and save. Progressive.com. Fitzy, I'm Cuz Figgy. Uh, we got Mighty Mark and, of course, my man Shay. So it's the whole crew, as always, right here. We'll play Real Fugazi coming up a little bit. Uh, we've been all over the place because it's been a, it's so much going on. I mean, college football today, Oregon, Washington, USC, Notre Dame, right? Some of the great, great you know, college football stuff. Last night, Colorado going down to Stanford up 29 to nothing in halftime. Wow. Amazing. Just got off a great debate. I love debating with you, Fitzy. Well, you know what? And we do. It's, there's so much love and hugging. In our, yes. Like you feel it. Like it feels like a good sports talk where like no matter no matter who wins or loses the debate, we know that we're going to have another round of drinks. That's why it works. You know, it's just. It's just I agree. That's the one yeah. thing that works. Yeah. Yeah. Like Figgy and I have perfected that. Like we we and I and I got it. We I have it with you. I, I it's our one of our first real debates, like you know, passionate debates. I loved it, and you're spot on, man. Which is we get to you know, it, like I don't believe in right or wrong. It's just you know, it's just a, it's just purview is what it is. And I know that I you need to know something about me when it comes to sports. I I like. Like the big arm quarterback, the guy that throws a hundred, 
Right, like I, I like the big. Fa- I don't, I don't like the underdog. <laughs> I, I, see, here's the thing. I think at some point I learned to root for the underdog because what else do I have going for me? Like that, that, that there have been very few times when you think about my life as a fan. It just is it like even growing up, if you think about my life as a fan and I'm going to just ask everybody for maybe four years to eliminate Rich Gannon, because Rich Gannon obviously was incredible quarterback for the Raiders. If you if you eliminate Rich Gannon, I've spent the rest of my life rooting for, uh, you know, Jamarcus or Todd Marinovich or Marcus Tuiasasopo, as we mentioned before, like like the names of quarterbacks I've rooted for have all been so terrible for the most part, like uh, that all I can do is look at the underdog like that. That's my only hope. I'm 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 basically sitting here like Princess Leia saying, help me, oh, me, one, you're my only hope. Like, that's how I am. I'll find a reason to like Aiden O'Connell because what other choice do I have? Come on now. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I get it. You're, you, you've been kind of been through it. You're, you've been scarred by it. It's oh, yeah. Pretty, man. Like, you know? when I was a kid and the Raiders traded for Jay Schrader, I thought that was going to be the single greatest thing of all time. That shows you how mar- – like, like I admired in mediocrity at the quarterback position. Like, that's why I had one uh, – a former NFL head coach one night that was uh, sitting on a, the tour bus I was on when I was out on the road. He'd had a couple of drinks, and he said to me at the time – and I'll never forget this. He said, if you have a quarterback on your team that you know won't lose you the game, you will overpay that quarterback because what you don't want to do is keep on – rolling the dice and get somebody that will find a way to get you losses. That's how you lose your job. And right. I think about that all the time from a quarterback standpoint. Like everybody wants the next Mahomes, but like let me let me replace that real quick and say the next maybe greatest of all time. If that's what you're asking for, you you're asking for maybe the greatest of all time or one no, of No, but the I think that there there is a uh, I'm not asking for Mahomes. I'm asking for the next rung down. Like I I've already I I can see that Patrick Mahomes is special talent, but like you know, I mean, yeah, I I I enjoy watching quarterback. Like I enjoy watching Herbert play the game. Herbert's not Mahomes, but I like why I like watching him. You know, I like what you know. Look, I love what Hurts has become. Now Hurts needs to become a better, more accurate uh, when it comes to throw his throwing this year. But like what I I saw last year, I, I mean, I didn't expect Jalen to turn into that. Other than he was such a great tireless worker, and Sirianni's a really, really good offensive coach, offensive mind, and knowing what that, how bright Hertz is, and how much of a worker he is, I mean that's where people should give him room to improve. And I think you guys are saying that about Purdy, give him a chance to improve his skill set as well. I I just look at you know the arm talent, uh, kind of what he brings size wise. And I just think there's a little bit of a ceiling there. But listen, you guys are you guys are spot on when it comes to, you know, what what, what more do you want other than you know the guy's perfection? The the funny thing to me is as you say that, and it just has me thinking about Sirianni and how he plays into this conversation. We mentioned earlier Andy Reid with the Chiefs and how he plays into that conversation. Uh, when you think about the day a coach was hired and you know, everybody does the articles about like who won or lost or best hiring coaches and I've looked at those several times I think it's funny how often three or four years later the, the person that was at the top of that list no longer has a job and the person nobody knew about at the bottom of the list is having success like as much as we continually talk about quarterback I think you got to have the right quarterback whisperer yeah. in the yeah. room and I'm not sure we as a society uh, I'll go back like when Andy Reid was hired there were certainly people wanting 
wanted to define him by his failures, right or wrong, right. in Philadelphia. When Sirianni was hired, were people really doing cartwheels in the street for that? When Mike McDaniel was hired, there was there was some you know hope, but I don't think people had any idea offensively it would look the way it looks. But when Sean Payton was hired, it was like, oh, this is going to fix the the Broncos. When when John Gruden was hired, oh, this is going to fix the Raiders. Like you look at some of the ways that we approach coaches, like in in modern football. I think you need somebody that can relate to a whole team that knows how to specifically relate to your quarterback. And if they can do those two things, you can get the most out of them. Yeah, no, I listen, I I hear you. Um, Yeah, and to answer your question, nobody really knew Sirianni and what he was, right? Like, you're right about that. Like, a lot of these guys that come, you know, as coordinators and assistants for other teams, like, you don't really know their body of work, especially the like Sirianni was that young. I remember talking to Howie Roseman, about him he's like dude i i can't tell you he's just really bright he's got a really grasp of the game and he's very relatable and that's kind of the 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 biggest thing with with sirianni and what kind of what he did and like look at him like you know it's funny like we talk about like a team like the eagles and look at where he is like he comes into the league and second year he's in the super bowl i mean that's 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 pretty impressive. No, you walk in the league and, and two years later you're in the Super Bowl. Well, and that comes back to the other part of this that you know when you think about the coaching standpoint, I think you know quicker than ever if you've got your guy, and that's why if I'm a Broncos fan right now, I'm 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 concerned. People feel like I'm piling on to Sean Payton. I'm just saying that didn't take long to figure out that Sirianni had something, right? Like, it didn't take long to figure out, again, I'll use Mike McDaniel, that, that right. Mike McDaniel had something. It doesn't take long to look around and say, hey, I mean, look at the way we all reacted to Doug Peterson last year. Now, yeah. uh, you know, Brian Dable might turn out to have been a one-year wonder. We don't know. But I, I'm trying to think of the last new coach that started off really slow and everything was just, like, new to his team. Everything was in a, just an abject disaster. And then turned it around. I, off the top of my head, I don't know. Somebody, I'm sure, on Twitter will tell me the 400 examples I'm not thinking of. Well, I know That's Kyle Shanahan won six games and then four games his first two years in San Francisco. Good example. So that might apply. And they knew, and they knew that was bad from the get go. Because remember, they, he, and, he and Lynch got six year deals, and at the time, everybody said, "How could you give John Lynch a six year deal when he's never done this before?" And it's like, well, I think they knew something there. So yeah. you're right. That was definitely a rebuild that uh, that took a minute. So that's a good example. That's the, the first one that I like, of. Like, give me a guy that looks like a, a bumbling fool like Brandon Staley. I <laughs> 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 turned it around. I, I can't think of one. I like, can't think of one like that. You, you know I mean? kind of like, took his lumps, maybe uh, had to learn on the job a little bit, then eventually turned into something. That's yeah. that's a tougher one. Right. God, see, I, this, is, this is just such an interesting – you know, I'll have to. I'll spend some time this week trying to deep dive into coaching hires uh, and, and try and find it because uh, it, it, there is something here to the fact that you know, frankly, in today's society, I think you know sooner than ever if you really have the guy as a coach. I, I think we need to give quarterbacks more time, but a coach can win or lose a, a locker room so quickly. Y'all know that too. Like it's just, it takes so little to lose the locker room. And so it, it, you have to be so in tune from day one to win it. I just don't know, for example, if you're Sean Payton and you've put this product out on the field and you've talked the way you've talked and you've also you know, said the things you've said about your players along the way, like now you're going to have to go into full, complete rebuild mode. And I just don't know how often that works for somebody like him yeah i you know isn't it weird that a coach 
can be in a certain situation. Belichick, obviously, with Brady, you you see it all like all you know, like even a guy like Jimmy Johnson, as great as a coach as he was, when you leave certain teams, you know, through, through, it's so hard to replicate success, and so for Peyton, it's so hard for him to replicate. That's like listen. I thought Brian Dable was a really, like, an incredible mind in Buffalo. He goes to the Giants, and I, quite frankly, I, I, I'm stunned by how inept that he feels to me as a coach. I, I you know, listen, he's gotten bit by some injuries and all, but some injuries. I mean, he has no offensive line, which no, no, wasn't no, I, super talented anyway. No, but, without a doubt, you know, I, I guess I'm talking about more his talent evaluating. Which has really affected, I you know his ability to X and O, but he doesn't feel, ah, you know, you need players. Like goes back to the old adage, which is true. Well, look, I mean, there's You're something only as good as the players you got. Sure, and maybe there's something to be said. And we know the schedule was relatively weak last year. Did he maximize what he had, which wasn't much last year either? That doesn't mean last year was a you know that last year was still a very good coaching job for him. The team mm-hmm. just wasn't very good. Yeah, and maybe it's right. caught but up to them. That's part of the problem, though, for the Giants this year is that when you over when you over exceed every expectation coming in one year, then the thought is that's where you're going to pick up next year, right? right? Like, and so we're viewing the Giants through a much different prism because of last year. I think that's probably last year they weren't as good as their record, and this year they're probably not as bad as their record. But what's that mean about Dable? I I, I don't know. If I'm a Giants fan. You know, coming into the season, I felt great knowing that, hey, I've got a quarterback that is okay and a coach that can get the most out of him. And Saquon's coming back, and they had all these reasons to have hope that you could run it back if you're a Giants fan. I don't know where you're finding your hope now because the team looks lost. And then you look at the coach and you're saying, well, do we have the guy? Like that, that just wasn't even a question three months ago. Yeah. And see, yeah. the mistake was believing that Daniel Jones was better yes. than he actually is. And yes. the fact that you signed him to an extension that you didn't have to. Because yeah. I wonder if they would have allowed Daniel Jones to become a free agent, what kind of market he actually would have had. Even yeah. with the successful season the team had, nobody that watched that Giants team last year thought that Daniel Jones was anything special. Right, like improved markedly. If anything, they used his legs more. Brian Dable used him the correct way to maximize what he had. But no one sees him as a franchise quarterback. At best, he's a backup. And we all knew that. No, I, I couldn't agree. Well, like you, you and I talked about this we leading did. into the season, Fitzy. Figured I would say, like, what do you like? What am I missing? When people would talk about the Giants, I never even understood it because of Daniel Jones. And there's talk, and I don't know if this is confirmed or not, that it was ownership that wanted Daniel Jones to be locked in, not Brian Dayball. And if that's well, the case, that, that's that, not that, that would make fault. more sense to me then, because. I thought Dable was a like a great. I thought he was going to be a great coach. I think he still could be. Yeah, it's still a very small sample size. Yeah, but no, he, it, and he's going to get that chance too because it, it like, if if everything goes to if everything continues to go to hell for this season, I don't think ownership's going to turn around and blame Dable. They're going to turn around and say, well, you know, that's that's why we did the deal we did I, with Daniel Jones. Agreed. We'll I, I, I was start over. Right. You're right. I I was just making. I bring up Dable just as a probably a poor example, but more of an example of how circumstances can change around you. Like the Belichick thing, I guess you can argue, is he done? Right? I guess that's what people are talking about. Like, is Belichick... Everybody knows that he's a brilliant mind, but is he done is the is the question, I guess. You know, but when we look at guys like Sean Payton, 
you know, it's just hard to replicate success. Well, and, yeah, you know. the Peyton situation, I think the problem is, you know, he, he put the spotlight squarely on himself with that USA yeah. Today article with Jared Bell. Because right now, if he hadn't done that, we can say, well, clearly this roster was flawed to begin with. They weren't as good as we thought they were. And this is now going to be a rebuild situation. And it buys Sean some time because we know that he can build the roster like he did in New Orleans when they were coming out of Katrina and turned him into you know one of the best teams in the NFC for a decade. The problem is he had to spout off at the mouth and talk about all the issues from last season and it had everything to do with the coaching staff and not the talent on the roster, and it looks just as bad, if not even worse. And you have a terrible contract that you can't get out of you know, with, the, with Russell Wilson, and you can trade away a couple of ancillary guys on defense all you want. This is not necessarily going to be a quick fix, but you told us it was going to be a quick fix, so now you end up looking worse. He put himself in this situation, so I really yeah, don't have I, sympathy I, for him. You're, I no sympathy. I, I'll be honest with you. I find him like detestable. To be honest with you, like I, <laughs> there's no, there, there's he's not a likable guy. Well, there's an unspoken rule that like you broke the coach's fraternity. You don't say something like that, even yeah. if you think it. I you just, don't say that. I also think that we have to remember, and that's always the analogy I use. But like, remember that you know, great tag teams. Uh, have great success because they're great tag teams in, in, in pro wrestling, especially in the 80s, right? Like the Mega mm-hmm. Powers was about having, you know, I needed Macho Man and Hulk Hogan. And what's happened for that Saints team is that we continually look back at Sean Payton at the time as Hulk Hogan, which is fine, but the Mega Powers needed Macho Man too. Like winning without a Hall of Fame quarterback is not as easy as people seem to want to make it be. Like there is this level of Belichick is showing us that right now. Maybe Sean Payton is too. Like I, I, I'm not. I, I don't want to oversimplify this, but you won in New Orleans with a Hall of Fame quarterback. You do not have a Hall of Fame quarterback right now, or at least if he is, uh, to some voters out there, he's not playing at that level anymore. You don't have a quarterback, and at this point. What we've seen is no matter how great the coach is, if you don't have a quarterback, you are not going to be in that same conversation, especially in the modern NFL where the right now the standard is a great coach in Andy Reid with a great quarterback in Patrick Mahomes. Like, that is the standard. The, the, you ain't going to beat brilliance, it. No, you're, you're, the brilliance of Reid, like, what you could make an argument that Andy is, is the best coach in the league with Belichick and over the last 20 years – despite all the Super Bowls, Belichick, that he was able to have ridiculous success. Now, he didn't win in Philadelphia, but had but went to goes to four championship games, Super Bowls, right? And then goes to Kansas City and and creates a, 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 a dynasty in Kansas City. Like, that's, that's almost unparalleled. And if you're Sean Payton... Now you have to realize, and this is, this is the other difference, you're not only in the same league. You're not only in the same conference. You're in the same division as that. Every single year, Sean Payton and his quarterback are going to have to be better than Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes to get the level of credit that Sean Payton wants at this point and the Broncos fans want him to get. Like, that is a – you're telling me that you're going to have to climb Mount Everest and then a, a week later be like, hey, you know what we haven't done in a week? Climb Mount Everest. Like, it, it is such an impossible task right now in that division. It is no different than being in the AFC East in the middle of Belichick and Brady. And that's, that's what you're living if you're in the division Sean Payton's in. And I think by the end of it, that's part of what tarnishes this entire chapter for him. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's wild. All right, let's take a quick timeout. We'll come back. We'll do a little uh, real Fugazi 
We're going to go around. We're going to do, we'll go beyond just the NFL. This is a real Fugazi edition. We'll play this next. Fellas, right here, Fox Sports Radio. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for, or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card. Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare fellas hope you're enjoying your weekend it's off to a good start big football day College today, NFL over the weekend. Uh, they're gonna have a lot of fun as always. Fitzy, Cuz, Figgy, Shay, and Mighty Mark. That's our crew right here. And uh, we come to you live from the TireRack.com studios. That's right, TireRack.com. We're gonna help you get there. We're also brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Progressive makes bundling easy and affordable. Get a multi-policy discount. By combining your motorcycle, RV, boat, ATV, all you got, all your protection in one place, bundle and save. Progressive.com. Time now to play a little real or Fugazi. Looks nice, but is it real? That's a Fugazi. That's a Fugazi. He's overcooked, he's done, he's fried. It's time to find out. Is it real? Is it Fugazi? Real or Fugazi? All right, my boys, let's get ready to play real or Fugazi. Fitzy, let's start off with USC Notre Dame is the second best rivalry outside of Ohio State, Michigan. Is that real or Fugazi, that statement? No, God, no, that's Fugazi. That's all sorts of Fugazi. I mean, right now, is there a better, like, I I have a hard time looking past what Alabama, Georgia has become. Like, I feel like that, that hits differently but think about this if this game matters so much because of where it is in the calendar also right now if it was on rivalry week in a few weeks in about a month would we be sitting here talking about it the same way i don't know like i put it on par with even like texas oklahoma like i think it's one of the better rivalries but second best now nah, like, so i'm talking you know and again the historical relevance no I mean, historical relevance of it is important, but I mean, do, is the world going to stop today to watch that? If you are the second biggest rivalry, because I'll argue, even if Ohio State and Michigan are trash, even if they both only won one game going into that game, 
man, that's the game of the weekend. Doesn't matter who else is playing that weekend, right? Like, that's the game of the weekend. It, it, this right now is only the second best game of today. Washington, Oregon's a better game. We're more hyped for it. So I, it's not. Nah, you say it, Fugazi. It's, it's Fugazi. It's Fugazi. Figgy. Uh, I say for real, and I'm probably biased uh, growing up in Southern California, knowing the importance of the uh, tradition between, yeah, well, you know what? And I will say historically, Fitz, I mean, it's one of the longest standing rivalries. It's not necessarily bi-coastal, but Midwest all the way to the West Coast back when this rivalry started, that wasn't really a thing. Teams didn't really travel to play each other the way they SC and Notre Dame. And it's been a consistent rivalry. These, These two teams, for a long stretch of time, they both have hit some rough patches here and there. We're both consistently great. It used to have national championship expectations every single year, or implications every single year. So I absolutely believe it's up there in the top three or four rivalries in all of college sports. Well, yes. no, no, no. It wasn't top three or four. He said number two. Also, Army-Navy, uh, the Iron Pole, these are all better rivalries. I mean, it, Better? It, really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. Army All Navy right. didn't really have significance to, you know, over the last, I'd say, 50 years. When football first started, sure. But the, oh, from you, a long standing standpoint, I mean, no. USC, Notre Dame, really? I like, it's listen, like Ohio State, a, Michigan, I go, all right. Sure, I'll give you Ohio State, Michigan. But yeah, I, but anything you know. else, I think we, there's a conversation to be had about the Iron Bowl or any, or any other rivalry. And I would take Notre Dame, USC historically above the I mean, how, I mean, how relevant is the Iron Bowl now? Right. I mean, it still it still crushes in the in the concept of college football, like in the lexicon, right? Like it still crushes in the ratings, so people still pay attention to it. Like great rivalries doesn't matter if teams. I, are listen, good. I love the Iron Bowl. Don't get me wrong, but I don't yeah. know. You know, I mean, now. I mean, it's not I, like really oh, banging down the door to see Auburn and Alabama last year. You know? Right. So I, I I did a quick Google search here and I typed in uh, best college football rivalries Athlon, which I think does great work covering college football. Number one, this is an article from last year. Number one, Army Navy. Number two, Alabama Auburn. Number three on their list, Michigan Ohio State. I think that's because I can find your list for number anything. four, yeah, exactly. Oklahoma I mean, Texas. You know, number I can find five. Wait, who's going to play USC Notre Dame? You know, mushroom pizza over pepperoni pizza. <laughs> yeah, but Athlon does good work covering college uh, sports. I, I'm I'm just, fine. I can care less. Athlon, you know, I'm just you take that's that a, out of the that's argument. The first, that's the first Google search. That's a Fugazi. It's the first That's the first thing that pops up on Google, then it must be true and it must be accurate. So you know what? You got me, Fitz. Oh, man. Right. Okay. It pops so up first on Google. That's it. That <laughs> does it for me. And I'm supposed to sit here and be like, well, this game was really important in the 70s, so now I care about it. It was important in the 20s, the 30s, the 40s, the 60s, the 70s. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and today. Don't care. Don't care. Don't care. Don't care. Don't care. All of those. And What game is bigger today? Alabama, Auburn, or USC, Notre Dame? I think more casuals will watch Alabama, Auburn. Why don't we go ahead and track this then, Shay? Keep, keep a record of this. Let's see. Let's pull the ratings for this game tonight between USC and Notre Dame, and then we'll pull the ratings for the Iron Bowl, and we'll see which one does better. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> yeah, all right. All right. Yeah, fine by me. <laughs> I'll, you I'll, got You know what? I'll bet, I'll, bet the show, I'll bet the show a little cup of coffee on this one. Like, I'll, you know what? I'll, I'll, send, I'll send a Starbucks to, uh, to everybody involved in this if I'm wrong. Let's go. It has to be go. one of the bougie coffees that you like, Fitz, though. That's I'll get what you, it is. Yeah, no, I'll get yeah. you like, yeah. you know, like, I'll $10. get you like a $10 well, yeah. Starbucks card. Yeah. $10 <laughs> Starbucks card. <laughs> and one of those. <laughs> all right. Real or Fugazi, the Cowboys... Just can't win a big game. <laughs> oh, that! Oh man, does that feel real? God, that does feel real, doesn't it? Like I want to say Fugazi, but I don't know if I can. Like, man, 
I I'm gonna say I'm gonna say real on that. I'm gonna say real on that. And it just I don't I don't I'm not a big buyer of the past. Like, well, they haven't done this in X amount of years. I don't think that impacts this year's team that much. You know that, but that doesn't change the fact that we just saw them get the snot beat out of them by the 49ers. And I feel like the Cowboys are not as good as people want them to be when they're good and not as bad as people want them to be when they're bad. They're just sort of middling. And when you're in the middle, you're going to need your quarterback or your coach to have a great day to win some of those games. And I don't know that I trust either right now. So I'll say it's real that they just can't win that game. It's 1,000%. Yes, Fugazi, the Cowboys are. Uh-huh. they Look. Oh, the Cowboys are Fugazi. Yeah. Yes, they are as a team. 100%. They're not a true contender. And the problem is, to your point, Fitz, people try to prop them up when they have a solid team, which was which is what they are. But when you play a real team like San Francisco or Philadelphia coming up, they're overmatched. They don't have it up front on either side. Yes, I love Micah Parsons. He's maybe already the best defensive player in the league. He's phenomenal. He's excellent. But you need a little bit more than that. And more more importantly, you need more from the head coaching position, which to your point, flawed, and the quarterback position, which he's average. And flawed head coach and an average quarterback is not good enough to compete for championships. So, no. Wow, this is awesome. I love Real Fugazi. All right. Uh, Real Fugazi, Taylor Swift, Travis Kelsey, the biggest celebrity sports like union <laughs> ever. Ooh, ever? Ever. Okay, so as I've said in this, this man, people don't like this take, and it's not my favorite music all the time, nothing against Swifties, but I think that Taylor Swift is this generation's Michael Jackson. So now I have to take into account how much popularity Travis Kelsey brings to it. He brings in a ton of ex, like, like just random people watch him. He's got, we I mean, had A Rod Madonna, right? It was one. I mean, oh, he had yeah. a couple. Yeah, I, I got to go Fugazi. There's got to be bigger. I mean, I got to go Fugazi. I, I, it just feels like there has to be. A-Rod, A-Rod Madonna is a really good pull by you because Madonna at that time was, uh, you know, Swift. She was, on the, she was on the back nine, though. Definitely. Yeah, but still, she's still Madonna, you know. I mean, I, I'm going to say Fugazi, but I'm not comfortable with it, Figgy. What do you think of my Yeah, I'm with you. I feel like there's something bigger, but I do, it doesn't immediately come to mind because there's been plenty of these over the years. Uh, it's the biggest thing right now, obviously, and she's obviously the. I don't disagree with you, by the way, with the Michael Jackson of her generation, and she's in the social media generation, which makes everything she does even more exaggerated. Correct. So I think yeah. that helps her uh, from that standpoint. So I, I'll call Fugazi as well, but it's a weak Fugazi because I can't give you a concrete example right now. Yeah. But I think there is a better one. Serena Williams and Drake. Mm. Ooh, was that yeah. officially a thing? They were they were together for a little. Were bit. Were they okay? I I thought it was rumored. I he wasn't took actually her out sure. To dinner happened. and stuff. They, they did they talking. go on a date or did they actually date? They went on a couple dates, but I mean Travis Kelsey and they they've been on a couple dates too. I can't really say. No, really I mean good. they have video. The moms are hanging out. Yeah, yeah. Next mom. level. Wait, are, mom, can I, yeah. Like, are we missing the, next the, level. the trees for the forest here? Though, like, uh, here's the real question: Do we think that this relationship is real or fugazi? There's that. Because I like I don't know. It's I don't weird think to me Travis to see. Kelsey's a fugazi type of guy. I, I think just, he's legit. But we've seen so many new commercials for like I don't think there's anything in this for Taylor. I, no. I'm looking around and I'm like, man. Why you think he's a social climber? 
I, I think that I don't there, think there are two, so there's two ways I could see this going. I could see where they went to Taylor and said, you want to do halftime? And she said no. And they're like, well, let's come up with something else clever that we can do that integrates the two of us together. And they pick this. I could see that as one. Or two, either Kelsey's friends with somebody in her camp or her. And, and she's like, hey, let's blow this up. This would be really funny. And then they turn it into this thing. Because it, it can't be coincidence that we're seeing new commercials every single week. Because you know as well as I do, commercials aren't filmed right now. Like, he's not taking a day off in the middle of the season to film these things. So why is it that all of a sudden we're seeing commercial after commercial that was probably shot three months ago all launching week after week while we're paying attention to Travis Kelsey? There's just too many There's too many what-ifs here on the Kelsey side. I, I think there's some sort of a business play on the backside of it. All right. All right. Uh, Real Fugazi, Bryce Harper is the greatest MLB player since Ken Griffey Jr. God, that feels like that's Fugazi, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, am I missing something? Like, why did you throw it out that way? Like, I'm, I'm scared to say, like, that's so obviously a Fugazi that now I'm scared. I think what it's it, real. I thought you were going to say the greatest player ever. <laughs> about since to say. Junior. Since Ken Griffey. How, how, explain to me how this is real. Uh, what do you mean? How is it not real? How many clutch moments... Like, look at this body of work. Am I the only one watching the MLB playoffs for the last couple of years and watching his career? I, I, Who's okay. better? Who's better than him today? He's better than Trout. Who's better? Who's better than him? Well, there's two different things if you're using clutch factor, too. Because, I mean, well, first of all, greatness how and clutch. I, I mean,. This just feels like a staggering over, like, the, the, <laughs> the needle moves, right? Listen, like, when you, you see you Ken Griffey right. Jr., there's a whole group of people, like, it didn't matter where you were in the world. Since the world Jr., for, right? Like, you got Ken Griffey. And yeah, but I'm not putting Pete, him in the same category as Ken Griffey Jr. Okay. Like, Ken when, Griffey again, Jr. was a phenomenon. When, when Jr. stops playing till today, who's better? You go, you, like, Jeter? Uh, I mean... I, I don't know if Jeter's better. A-Rod? Uh, they all have more Q-Factor. Bonds? Uh, well, Q, Q, I'm not talking about Q-Rating. That's nonsense. I'm talking baseball. If you're talking just a I'm talking player, about baseball I have player. a few. If you're throwing the clutch factor in there, then that changes the metric. Like, well, A-Rod's I'm, a better I'm, player I'm, than Bryce Harper, but I'm Bryce Harper's more clutch. Way more clutch. And when you, when you add the degree of greatness and clutchness, I mean, that's why I go back to Junior. Junior was a clutch player, right? Otherwise, I was thinking about Reggie Jackson, but... No. <laughs> oh, my God. Going the way back machine oh on that one. <laughs> this is happening. This yeah. is happening. Re- Reggie Jackson is what we're doing now. I mean, I, I'm... I mean, I feel like Pujols was pretty clutch in his day with St. Louis in his heyday. Well, Bryce, is, well, Bryce is, is better. He is? Yes. I mean, at the very least, I think they're on par. Okay. I don't think I can say. That. I don't think I can say that Bryce Harper just, is clearly hands down better than Albert Pujols. I can't. I cannot. I will. I, I shall not. No. I'm just calling Fugazi cannot. on the whole thing because it feels yeah. icky. Like and that's just the only. This is my. <laughs> this is my analysis. This uh, feels icky. All, anybody use the word icky is Fugazi. <laughs> Thank you so much. Icky is going to be in your mind the rest of the, rest of the day. Your you're you're going to say icky at some point when you're watching something today, and no, then you're going to be like, never say "Dang it." Dang it. I'm not saying icky, man. No. That ain't happening. I'm doing the icky shuffle. (laughs) It feels (laughs) icky.
I love it. I love it. All right. Thank you for playing real or fugazi. Great job, boys. As always, Figgy, take it away with some trending. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. <laughs> we'll go back to I'm still thinking about I'm, I'm still speechless as where we just ended this thing. That's a, okay, go ahead. All right. Sorry. No, all good. All good. Well, uh, well, go back. Guys, it's not it's outlandish. To say Bryce Harper is is, the, is one of the best players since Jeter. No, I mean now, since oh, uh, now is one of the best Junior. players. Okay, and it was the, the best, best player. player. That's real Fugazi. Got to make a statement. I, I just said it was Fugazi. All right. Yeah. All right. Uh, what's not Fugazi is the uh, the Stanford Cardinal. At least no, not last yeah, night on <laughs> Friday night. Coming back from 29 down to Colorado. Biggest blown lead in Colorado history. Biggest deficit overcome in the history of Stanford. Makes sense to me. Uh, Stanford stormed back to tie the game at 36 at the end of regulation after they trailed 29 to nothing at halftime. They kicked the game-winning field goal in the second OT. 46-43 to was the final score. Travis Hunter did make his return for Colorado. Of course, he suffered the lacerated liver in that overtime loss, or win, I should say, over Colorado State. 13 catches, 140 yards, and a couple of scores there for him. He was outdone by Cardinal receiver Eric Alaminor, who had a career-high 294 receiving yards and three scores. A school-high, school history broke that record. 294 receiving yards there. Fresno State with a victory over Utah State, 37-32. Tulane also defeated Memphis, 31-21. Speaking of baseball, Rangers pitcher Max Scherzer says he's healthy and ready to pitch in the American League Championship Series. The team has yet to announce whether or not he will be added to the roster. He has not pitched since September 12th because of a muscle strain in his shoulder. Injury news out of the NFL. The Browns will be without quarterback Deshaun Watson and guard Joel Batonio against the 49ers on Sunday. Giants quarterback Daniel Jones will not play against Buffalo as he deals with a neck injury. The Bears placed running back Khalil Herbert on injured reserve. He may return in four weeks. Back to the fellas. All right, fellas, and we're brought to you by Discover Card Debit. If you like using debit over credit, shouldn't you also get rewarded? Well, now you can. Discover cash back. That's right. On everyday purchases, no fees, period. Check out eligibility and terms at discover.com backslash cashback debit. Discover Bank, member FDIC. All right, coming up, my man Emilio, who's listening, Mimi, has uh, some... Some uh, take for you guys because he thinks you're haters of Bryce Harper and uh, <laughs> and my boy Shay has a celebrity couple that will blow away Kelsey Swift. All right, so we'll tackle some of that stuff coming up next. Fellas on Fox. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. 
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Fellas, <laughs> from the TireRack.com studios. So we had a lot of uh, a lot of good spirited, real fugazi debates, and, and you guys like mocked me with my is Bryce Harper the greatest baseball player, and that includes talent and clutch since. Ken Griffey Jr. And you guys like like half, Fitzy like half mocked me. I, I mean, I mean I, seriously, I, I don't think that's an, that's an outrageous take. It just feels out okay, but maybe. And uh, I'll show my age here for a second. But y- you and I both know that like when Ken Griffey Jr. was was Ken Griffey Jr. Like it just resonated at such a different level that like it, to me it's just a little shake. I'm, I'm a little shooketh. By the concept of putting Bryce Harper in that, like just the two names in the same sentence. I mean, listen. Shook I mean, we talk about clutching the whole thing. I gotta tell you, I don't know. If you're paying attention. I think you're not paying as close attention. So I gotta bring on one of my brethren, boys. Okay. So my man Emilio from Philadelphia is on the line. Emilio, good morning. What's up, guys? Good morning. How you doing, bud? <laughs> Good, my brother. I, I I want you to address Fitzy and Figgy right now. Well, I, I want to make a couple of points here. First of all, I want to say I love listening to this show on the weekends. I, I think you guys are awesome. Thanks. But now, I, I, I totally take it personal. I, obviously, I'm from Philly when we're talking about Philly and Philly teams, you know, four for four and all, you know what I mean? Cause, but <laughs> you bring up Bryce, and, and to me, the intangibles that we're missing, yeah, of course he's the greatest baseball player since Ken Griffey Jr. Because it, it's a new era, it's a new time in baseball. Baseball was, was failing and falling behind and losing viewership. you got a guy like Bryce. As a matter of fact, you had me on hold for a little bit, and I'm hearing all these ads and these commercials and these podcasts about baseball, and they're all bringing up Bryce Harper. That's number one. And then I'm sitting here thinking to myself, well, this guy not only has what we talked about in Ken Griffey, but this guy brought the clubhouse together in such a way that you have never seen before. The culture of this club, the intangible of Bryce, immersing himself into this city, wanting to be part of it, loving it the way that he does, has this team for the last two years doing what they're doing. And I think it's unprecedented. I haven't seen a player lift their team like this, that everybody through the lineup just comes through and and wants to play so great for each other. 
Like, that's the intangible I'm talking about. And you didn't get that with Ken Griffey Jr., that he lifted his team to that level. No, he carried his team. But this guy is getting others to play really great. That's my So I dress now Emilio, who I love. And by the way, check out the Bruno Brothers for all of your Italian uh, meat, cheeses, and delicacies. Oh, my God, that sounds delightful. Yeah, go to DeBrunoBrothers dot com. You're going to go nuts. But Emilio is, is one of my oldest friends from yep. from South Philly. So I so I had to bring him on. So answer Emilio's question about Bryce Harper almost as a spirit animal. For sure. I mean, we're, we're putting the spirit animal puts you at the top of this list. Like, I. I don't know, y'all. Like, I, I think you're underselling a what Ken Griffey Jr. meant to the, the Seattle at the time. But I also think that there's just this moment of like, okay, I'll buy that you brought a locker room together, and that's a nifty story. But that doesn't make you. I mean, love you, Emilio. I'm just saying. Dude, thanks, bro. <laughs> By the way, I looked up the MLB All Decade team for the 2010s, and Bryce Harper was second team All Decade. But you know, that's it's been a few years since then. That's fine. You like looking up nonsense, don't you? I like it. I like like, like, that would be I'm an aggregator of information. Like, like, like nonsense lists from goofballs. It's, major, it's MLB.com. It's Major League Baseball. It's Fugazi. <laughs> right here. Fox Sports Radio. Well, good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning. Good morning, everybody. It is 8 a.m. in the East, 5 a.m. in the West. Hope everybody's having a... A wonderful weekend. We are the fellas with you every weekend right here on Fox Sports Radio. Broadcasting live from the TireRack.com studios. TireRack.com going to help you get there on match selection. Fast free shipping. Free road hazard protection. Over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com. The way tire buying should be. And we're brought to you by Discover Card Debit. It's If you like using debit over credit, Shouldn't you get rewarded, too? Well, guess what? Now you can. Discover Cashback Debit. It's a checking account that rewards everyone with cash with cashback on everyday purchases. No fees, period. Check out eligibility and terms. Discover.com backslash cashback debit. Discover Bank. Member FDIC. All right. If you're just joining us, we're having a lot of fun today. Just as always, we're going around, man. We got everything happening all kinds of debates, all kinds of stuff with the fellas. So our latest was this Bryce Harper debate. And, uh, I, you know, so I had to bring on my man Emilio from South Philly to, to kind of help buttress my case, Fitzy. Yeah, and I liked it, you know, but I, I countered your, your buddy from Philly with this Bryce Harper take with the very simple Major League Baseball, you know, announced an all-decade team for the 2010s, of which Bryce Harper is on is a second-team all-decade team member from the 2010s. Well, A, he comes in the end of that decade. B, who cares about that? I mean, it's voted on by a group of uh, by a group of uh, established people. So, like, there has to be. Well, it's, it's not just. Who do um, I got to care about someone else's opinion? I mean, but it, it, let, let's you're also. You're going to the Athlon when it came to uh, USC Notre Dame, and you, like you tried to, you to discredit know? that one. 
I like to, to go out and aggregate information. So MLB made it clear that they talked to writers, they talked to uh, editors, they talked to uh, people, journalists that cover uh, for Major League Baseball. This was voted on by a group of experts, and those group of experts decided it was second team. Nothing wrong with second team. It's just, you know, there's nothing wrong with being great. You're just trying to put them in, like, great, great. And, and I don't, like, I think you're trying great, to put great. them in cultural phenomenon great. And I, I know I, just, I didn't say cultural phenomenon. I, no, first of all, I said, that's what happens since, when you, you bring that since name. Ju- no, I said since since junior. And yeah. I said give you greatness plus clutchness equals Bryce Harper. And by the way, he's one of, is he not one of the biggest names in the sport? Oh, yeah, 100%. No, absolutely. I mean, there, you got Shohei no and you got Bryce. Yeah, no, I, I agree with that. Uh, uh, you're, you're absolutely right that, you know, it's Shohei and, and, and Bryce for sure. I just... This is what earlier when we were talking about Brock Purdy and you were like, there are just parts of me that that no matter what, I just look at it. I'm like, that doesn't make sense. My brain doesn't think of Bryce Harper that way. And I don't have a I don't have a real good reason for why he's not thought of that way for me. It just it just doesn't. I don't sit there and say, oh, my God, like for an entire chapter, maybe it's because I was a kid when it when it happened. But for an entire chapter, when I think of a player like Ken Griffey Jr. or, you know, a player like Bonds at his peak at that time, you know, when 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 you're. Well, I'm giving you since then. I haven't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I didn't say he's junior. I mean, that's why I, I stopped it there. Now you got Jeter and you got A Rod, and you know, I mean, since then you've you, should we talk about Shohei, whose uniqueness to being a starting pitcher and a prolific power hitter. I mean, you know, I, I, I think there's some. What's interesting about each of those comparisons is that those are comparisons based on such different styles of play. Or like, I, I think there is a real conversation about what Jeter means to, or meant to the Yankees, right? Like, I think that's all, all very, very fair, and, and sort of the way he was viewed and the pressure that comes with being the view, way he was viewed and the way he played the game. I think that's that's conversation A. Shohei is doing things that are so wildly different than everybody. I don't even know how to lump him in with the same as anybody else, right? Like when you're when you're basically this generation's Babe Ruth what what is anybody supposed to do with that how are you supposed to make that happen so like I, I think each of them fall in their own pot and maybe that's part without of a doubt yeah. without a doubt and you know it's funny because I I give you the the Harper thing because see Harper coming off Tommy John and learns first base and like comes comes back in a lineup months before he should learns a new position and it's just one of the most clutch guy I've ever seen come through my town. And I just am in awe of Bryce Harper, the baseball player. Now, that's because I got a front row seat to it, and I'm using all these other these other aspects of it, including him coming off of Tommy John, and that's what makes me gush. That makes the, sense? Yeah. No, you're right. Uh, absolutely. A thousand percent. And you know, when you think about also part of what you mentioned there with playing in Philly and uh, I, like all of that makes sense. I just did not put Bryce Harper in that category. Maybe I'm rethinking it. Like maybe, you know, it's like one of those moments where you realize that maybe you should you should re- restack it. I'm willing to restack it. I just didn't I didn't have Bryce in that that moment for me. It feels like in the national consciousness moment for me, it just didn't feel like it resonated. That's surprising, that I'll be honest, because he's a great ball player. Like, no, I don't you know, know why. He's a great ball player. Like, yeah, but you don't, you don't really see that. I don't. I, I don't figure. Do you see Bryce Harper as the? Do you not see him as a mythical kind of player? You know, 
mythical like Babe Ruth? No. Is he a great player in this current generation? <laughs> now you, sure. You get, now you get my uh, you get hyperbole. hyperbole. 100%. Yeah, trust you. me. Multiple-time MVP, as a, a performs well in the postseason. He's a great player. He's. I mean, if he stays on this trek, he'll be a Hall of Famer. Absolutely. I'm not denying any of that. Yeah, me either. No, I don't think well, yeah, he fits the night. I don't think he fits the night. I'm not denying, no, I'm not denying, denying he's great, but yeah. like... It, Mythical figures, uh, like, which is what you were kind of trying great, to pump him up like, to be. Is he, is he better than Cheater? Like, is he I more so, significant but, than Cheater? No, significance uh, different. You you have a way of... It's funny, <laughs> I learned little things about you. You have a way of... Like historical significance, ratings, like popular opinion. You have a way of defining it. Like I like, so I'm more of a nerd, right? I'm a sports nerd. So I look at things more like, you know, is like I look at the skill set of Brock Purdy and I go, yeah. Like that, you, you like, you look at, you look at Athlon and go, well, Auburn, Alabama. No, no, no. I, I, I think this is part of. Like, I'll go back to my music background on this. Like, you can have the most talented musician in the entire world. That doesn't mean that they're part of the best band. And you can have the best band in the entire world. That doesn't mean they're great musicians. Like, I, I think you can look at some of the most successful artists of all time and look at them and say, yeah, like th- th- that person is good at what they do. But when you put them all together, that's yeah. what makes them great. Yeah. I'm an aggregator of information, so like, yeah. I, I will always go to like trusted that. sources. Right? I don't like that. I do, I I am a, a stubborn ox, and I I go to ratings. I don't I don't care about anybody else. What anybody else says, I go to ratings because you know that again that comes back to. So, my but it's like popular like, like, popular opinion means nothing to me. Oh well, popular opinion because has I just to mean I go, something. Popular opinion to- is is what does that mean? What the populace sometimes has bad taste. Sure, but but it's still taste that resonates. So, like, does it at some point if so we're having make, a conversation? So your of, point is the MLB playoffs are their only success is ratings, and that's it, right? I think. Uh, well, uh, the only success probably not, but the, one of the main successes, yeah. Like yeah. the the so the opening line of the song is this country music song. The opening line of the song "Save a Horse, Ride a Cowboy." Okay, it says, "I walk into the room passing out hundred dollar bills." That's the opening line of that. A lot of people may not know the story. That comes from the guy that wrote it, John Rich, part of Big and Rich. Walked into a songwriting class at a local school here, Belmont University, and he passed out hundred dollar bills to the whole room. And then he gave this example of you can want to make the best music in the entire world, but until you make hundred dollar bills. You can't make any music. You got to make money to make music, and that's just a a, oh, a core value for me when yeah. I think about the fact that, like, when you talk about what's success, when you talk about what makes a rivalry resonate, well, mm-hmm. it, you know, I may not love like I don't love crunchy peanut butter, but if I look around and I say like I prefer creamy peanut butter, but if if and I don't know this, but if the rest of the world prefers crunchy peanut butter, I, I got to tip my hand and I got to be like, hey, I respect it. I don't get it, but that's like the way the y'all gonna eat your peanut. I'm, I'm with you, cousin. Yeah. I feel listen. That's a great argument, brother. That's a fantastic argument. Uh, we also had this debate about Kelsey, Travis Kelsey, and Taylor Swift as the like most profound sports and celebrity couple. But Shay, you got that beat. 
I actually do, guys. Um, so we had a caller call in, and it's Rick from Pennsylvania. So thank you, Rick, for this. Joe DiMaggio and Marilyn Monroe actually were married for a little bit of time. It was a small amount of time, but they were definitely married. And I definitely think that beats Serena Williams and also the Travis Kelsey and Swift one. You're right. Yep. Fellas. I yeah. mean, that the top of the food chain in both of their professions for a long period yeah. of time. They, that, that you can't beat that. You're not beating that. Yeah, there, there there's no – the minute I, I heard that, I'd say, yep, I, I have lost that debate. Like, there's there's literally nothing you're going to say that's going to be more meaningful to culture at that time than Maryland was and DiMaggio was. You put those two together. I don't even know what the modern equivalent of that would be. I mean, I I, I don't know what the modern DiMaggio, Maryland, Monroe would possibly be. How about Cheryl Crow and Armstrong, the bike – Bike rider. That's good, Mark. That's yeah. How about That's Jennifer good. Lopez and A Rod? I, I think the problem with J Lo is that uh, I mean the problem, but uh, there's no problem with J Lo. No, Sorry, listening, you're flawless. Hold up, hold uh, up. I, I think. Uh, by the way, call me J Lo. Uh, I think the problem <laughs> with J Lo is that it is like J Lo and could be its own game. Like six degrees of separation from Kevin De- from Kevin right. Bacon is like she dated too many people for any one of them to stand out. Well, you got the, the well A Rod Madonna too, so he goes back. Yeah, you know, yeah, he yeah, goes yeah. back sure. to back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, that's back to back. Right yeah, that's there. wild. I mean, that's Pete Davidson like work there. It's it's just a, like talk about just, a savage Pete Davidson. That's that's one I don't get, and I never will. Not that he's not a funny guy. Yeah, I do, I do like him. I don't love him, but I like him. But I, that's just that's one of those. I I don't I don't think I'll ever oh, understand. That's I, saw him, I saw him on a date with Kim actually in Calabasas. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't get it either. No, yeah, they go to a sushi place out there all, all the time. And I grew up there, so I always go to the sushi place too. And we were just sitting there, and it was really quiet. There weren't a lot of people in there either. And then out of nowhere, we just everyone gets super quiet when the door opens. And my back's facing the door. And I'm like, oh, what's going on? Why is everyone being quiet all of a sudden? Right, right, like, right, I say right. that out loud, and I just I kind of get a puff of some, mm-hmm. And then, uh, like, a smell of it. And then, like, uh, just a huge smell of just perfume. And then long hair. And I see Kim Kardashian. And I'm like, who's this blonde guy next to him? And it's Pete Davidson, who looks even worse than he would usually, which I feel horrible saying. But it's, I do not get it. I know what you mean. I do not get it. I think we all went wrong in one spot. Like, should have just focused on being funny. Like, I'm right. just, you know what? Put, I'm going to go back. I'm going to invent a time machine. I'm going to go back to little me, and I'm going to say, put the violin down and just work on jokes. Be funny. <laughs> That's awesome. Put the violin down. I love it. I love it. That's fantastic. That's fantastic. Uh, all right. Uh, there's, I got so many places we're going to go. We got our betting analyst. The big brain coming up as well. So we got a lot to do. But I, I got to ask you guys a question. Who gets this right? Do you, in the, in the movie The Godfather, there's a great, Godfather 2, there's a great scene where Michael goes to, to, goes to the house and he goes and visits his arch nemesis who set him up for murder. And there is a football game playing in the background. And he goes, Michael, do you like the football? And the football game is between two teams. Who is it? 
You I, know. I don't. No idea, actually. Really? No. Nobody knows? Yeah. No. No, you stumped me. See, rem- I thought you would get that. Don't remember. Yeah, I don't remember at all. I remember the scene, but I don't necessarily remember the game or, you know, and it's also been a while since I've seen the movie, but I definitely remember the scene. So he's at Hyman Roth's house. Right. And Hyman Roth is, he's like, I like the sports, Michael. We, you know, we were, uh, we like the football. Mike, you like the football? He goes, no, I, you know, not really. And he's watching the game. They put the game up loud. It's USC Notre Dame. I was going oh, to guess that. I was going to guess that. USC Notre Dame. Hyman Roth is watching uh, when Michael comes over. Which I, is, I did not remember yeah. that at all. Wow. Yeah, that's a that's, that's his historic. So that's the historical rivalry that takes place tonight. Two great games, and I only bring that up to transition into. The two best games. It's funny because USC, Notre Dame, and Caleb Williams, who I believe is all that and I would tank for, uh, is is a great game. But perhaps even better is Washington, Oregon. And I, I got to tell you, I cannot wait for that. That's a great football game. Those two teams, and I think they're underplayed. Have you, Fitzy, have you, I'm sure you made your trails out there when you were at ESPN to, to, uh, to Washington, right? No, I, I've been out to Washington and Oregon both uh, on tour, but never we never went out west. We tried to avoid West Coast as much as possible. They're out there today for game day, but no, I've I've, I've actually not been to a game at either uh, Husky Stadium really? or yeah or in Oregon either one of them. Wow. I've never. It's probably seen a one game of the few places you haven't been. Yeah, it, it feels like game. it, but. Uh, I mean, but you talk about an atmosphere today that's going to be absolutely wild and electric. I, I did talk to my buddy Harry Douglas. It's always out there uh, this morning at uh, three in the morning. I think his time uh, out there. He said that everybody was already lined up in the streets. That is going to be a wild atmosphere. What, what's that like, Fig? The uh, that like those two because you're you're a Pac-12 expert. Those two schools, how much? What's that rivalry like between those two? So it's I remember Lincoln, our man Lincoln Kennedy, hate the Ducks. Yeah, it was big for them up there. It was so you know you had your interstate rivalries. You have SC UCLA. You have the Apple Cup with Washington and Washington State, which I feel like it was necessary, not necessarily a hated rivalry between those two, more of respect. I feel like Washington and Oregon kind of hate each other. That's more of like the we don't want to lose to them. Let's talk some trash. Let's. It's one of those. Not disrespectful that you're gonna you know deface somebody's property over it or anything, but it's definitely like one of the more fierce rivalries uh, within the conference. So I, I would say that that's Washington Oregon was a huge deal, huge deal between the two. Yeah, that's cool, man. That's gonna be a great game. All right, we're gonna take quick time out. We'll come back. We'll uh, take a look at the, at the weekend from a betting standpoint with our man, the big brain. We'll find out what everybody's watching this weekend. We'll get an update on Fitzy's haunted house, which I, I want to make the pilgrimage to before Halloween, where the fellas right here on Fox Sports Radio. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. 
the Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. You follow the football game? Not for a while. I enjoy watching football in the afternoon. One of the things I love about this country. Baseball, too. (laughs) Oh, that's fabulous. And in the background is is USC Notre Dame, as Hyman Roth says that. One of the great films of all time that Godfather 2. Do you like the football, Fitzy? <laughs> Man, there's just something about you when you say it that sounds like, you say it, it sounds cool. If I'm like, do you like the football? It sounds creepy and old. You say it, it sounds cool. Like, there's just no. something about that. That's, uh, you've got that magic. Yeah, no, no, you do too. Hey, uh, you know what's good? The magic is our man, the big brain, as he comes aboard. He's actually, look at this record, 220 and 182 uh, on his website. He's ridiculous. Wow. I know you like the football, Big Brain. <laughs> Good morning, Anthony. Great to hear your voice, buddy. Yeah, you too, buddy. It's been a, I gotta been tell a rough you know, go. That, 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 that Jerry Judy Steve Smith thing. I wa- did I send that to you? Oh, no. I, 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 maybe I, did I send that to you? I watched that like 30 times in a row. I couldn't stop watching it. I enjoy it so much. I I loved it. I loved it. Oh, that's I, awesome! Absolutely, like I I couldn't stop watching it. I, oh, that that's was, fabulous! That, that made my day. That made my day. So let let me let me let's start off with uh, the college today. We were talking a lot about USC, Notre Dame, and Oregon, Washington. Two just great games. Yeah, they really are. Look, these are you know, these are two great games. I do lean, Anthony. I you know I listen. Bo Nix has been great in Oregon. There's nothing bad to say how they've been. They've been absolutely terrific. Um, look, my numbers made that between Washington right around three, and they're laying three. No, it was two and a half for a long time. I do think Washington will win the game. Uh, I just trust Penix in a big spot more than I trust Nix. For me, uh, I think it's going to be a good game, a high, like a exciting game. Um, but I do think Washington will get the W. But again, I think the numbers more bust about right. The USC game, Anthony, it's interesting. I just I look at the total in the game. 
and the totals around 60 points. I, I just did this USC defense, Anthony. Would your son's high school team score 30 on them? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I, I'm, I'm just, I mean, I just can't, I can't, I mean, I think I lean Notre Dame and I lean over because, look, I think Hartman now, I mean, Hartman after having to face some tough games is probably going to feel like he's back in high school. Okay, um, and he's going to look like the Heisman Trophy winner again tonight, in my opinion, because of who he's going against. And I look, I think Cale Williams is incredible, and I'm sure USC will just score their dose of points. But again, I, I think both teams will have success offensively, but I think Notre Dame does win this game. I, I just don't trust USC to be able to get any kind of stop in, 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 a, in, a, in a big spot here. My friend, you have cracked open the Heisman door, so I've, I've been anxious to ask you this actually all week because I feel like Bo Nix, Michael Penix, feels like one of those Heisman moments. At what point do you look at it and say, hey, now's the right time, the window's enough open, we've seen enough proof, it's right to place a wager on somebody in the Heisman race? Well, that's a great question, but if you look at it, the Heisman Trophy, <clears throat> last year, Hale Williams, up until the last week, I, if I recall correctly, before, he like cinched it in the last week. Who was who was going to win it all last year? And, and then they, they they had a bad last game. They they went from the prohibitive favorite to like Caleb Williams was winning it unanimously. I'm I'm spacing right now who it was, but if Caleb Williams was not, let me repeat, was not even like he was a huge underdog with like two weeks to go. He was not one of the. He was not the favorite to win the Heisman Trophy, and then he overcame. I can't think who it was and right was now. Was that Bryce Young? No. Maybe it was Bryce Young. I don't remember, but it was it, it just Caleb Williams did overcome it. I, I I feel like it. Look, these narratives of a Heisman Trophy changes pretty quickly. So I do think that you can have a guy. Let's suppose right now, the winner of that game, Knicks and Penix, will probably take the lead, right? But here's the thing: Caleb Williams plays. You know, I know they they, they you know let's suppose Penix wins. Caleb Williams plays Washington. Okay, if he gets that win against Washington, then I think he would take that lead again. So mm. to me, I think it's just like I think it's very fluid and changes with the win. So no, I would not feel comfortable right now, even if Bo Nix or Michael Penix has a career day and throws for 450 yards and five touchdowns. I absolutely think someone like Caleb Williams could steal it right back if USC were to beat them. That team when and when those teams inevitably play in the pack in the Pac-12. Fellas uh, from the TireRack.com studios are brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Progressive makes bundling easy and affordable. Get a multi-policy discount by combining your motorcycle, RV, boat, ATV, whatever you got. All your protection in one place. Bundle and save. Progressive.com. Big brain. Let's talk tomorrow. NFL. And uh, give us a couple of games that maybe stand out tomorrow. Uh, yeah, people look tomorrow's NFL card. You know, it's interesting. I took well, – it's gone up to three. Like it was sitting at two and a half all week. But I – Look, I know there's no Justin Jefferson. I do know that, but I, I look. I think Minnesota is the is just. Uh, I haven't power rated is you know significantly better than the Bears. Um, Minnesota is a you know. It's funny. Last year they were the luckiest team in the NFL. This year they've more or less been the unluckiest team in the NFL. Um, they've actually lost a lot of tight games they could have won last year. They were winning those games. Uh, I still think the Bears are just really, really poor. I think that line deserves to be over. I agree. I love Minnesota. Yeah. I love them. I'm sorry, Fitzy. I just love I loved the Vikings tomorrow. Flores is a really good defensive coach. I think he. Do, I think they dominate. I love uh, Minnesota. I'm sorry, Fitz. No. Yeah, and, I, and, 
Go on, guys. Go ahead. Go ahead. I like Anthony, and another. I'll give you another one that I like. Uh, I like a total in a game, and it's interesting. Again, you always have to be willing to adjust here. And look, Joe Burrow is like been a guy that I he's been my favorite guy, and he started off slow, right? First four games, that calf injury looked like it was still lingering. Last week against Arizona, dare I say, he looked like Joe Burrow. Um, I like over 44.5 points in Cincinnati against Seattle. I think both these offenses have success, not just one. I think it's going to be a 27-24, you know, kind of game. Again, my numbers made this line 47.5. I took over 44.5. I think there's not nearly enough respect for these offenses. I think Bengals look much healthier, much better on the offensive side of the ball. I know Seattle had 100,000 sacks against the Giants. Don't think they're going to have quite that many this week. I think both teams, again, do do well on the offensive side of the ball. I like over 44.5 quite a bit. So uh, educate me a little bit on what everybody sees in the Patriots uh, because I've been asked repeatedly this week why the Patriots are such a close close matchup with the Raiders, according to Vegas. You know, it's a great question. Look, a lot. Look, I do have a Raiders minus two and a half ticket in my pocket. It's up to three though now. Um, here's the thing: a lot of it still goes by because we're only in week six. You're still getting uh, a residue of what the team was power rated before the year. Okay, and the Patriots were rated ahead of the Raiders. Okay, so you're still getting a little bit of that. Okay, this team was still projected to be you know, a a seven-and-a-half win team going into the year, okay? And, yes, they're, they're one and four right now, but they're still getting what they were supposed to be versus what they have been. Now, come week 10, week 11, week 12, we, you know, you're not going to get that anymore. It's going to evaporate. But we're still getting a little bit of that. That is the answer to answer your question why is you're still getting a little bit of what the teams did previously and what the odds makers thought they were going to be based coming into the season. Um, and that's, that is the only reason, is because of that. Because it's still early enough in the year that it's not just being completely thrown away that this team was supposed to be on paper decent. But again, you take away their two best players defensively with Judon and Gonzalez, yeah. This this cupboard's pretty bare. This is a non-talented team at this point that's firing out of control in a negative way with a horrible quarterback. Now, again, I'm not saying the Raiders are some bouquet of roses, but uh, I do agree. Again, I thought this line deserved to be uh, higher than what it opened at for sure. Uh, a lot of huge lines this week. Miami, 14. Uh, the Niners are up to 10. You got Rams seven, Eagles six and a half, Bills fifteen. Is there any other upset alerts? You spy any any shockers? I mean, I'm not picking anything, but I will say out of the teams that you said, if I had to pick one out of the teams that you said, um, and again, it's not, I'm not going to say the Bills, and I'm not going to say Miami, obviously. But I'm, I, I would lean just because the Eagles have had, again, a couple, as you know, Anthony, being a Philly guy, a couple injuries to key injuries on the defensive side of the ball. Yeah, and Jalen I, Carter. I don't, think, I don't think the Jets are, are god-awful. I actually, a bet I recommend, I bet them over five and a half wins. They have to go three and nine for me to lose that bet. Again, I don't think the Jets are a three and nine team. I actually, I think they're closer to an average team <clears throat> than the three and nine team. Uh, I think that game can be close. I do. Again, I didn't bet it. When it was at seven, I was very close. Six and a half now, but 
Um, look, the Eagles have, you know, look, I faded them last week against the Rams. They played, I thought, I don't know if you agree with me, I thought that was their I thought that was their best game of the year, actually. I thought they played really well uh, against the Rams team. Agree. Which, again, really good offense. And they just controlled the ball, controlled the clock. And I thought they played a really clean, good game. Uh, so, uh, But if I had to pick one team that I thought maybe could uh, be upset, that was the quote-unquote and the big favorites of you're doing Survivor, the Eagles would be the team I'd be most scared of taking this week. Cause I don't think Frisco's going to lose, and I don't think it's going to be Miami and I don't think it's going to be Buffalo. So I would probably, if you made me force a team, I would I would say Philly. We got an early morning matchup yet again for more London football between the Ravens and the Titans. What do you like there, and how do you let London impact? I feel like all I've ever do is lose money on London bets. So, like, what am I supposed to do here at this point? Good God. Well, last week, you know, it's interesting. Last week on the show, guys, we talked about why we thought, and I, I know you guys agree, we talked about the Jaguars – against the Bills, and one of the first the Jaguars play there every year, but we like the fact that the travel is so important in the NFL. But we talked about how the Bills chose to not get there till Friday, and the Jaguars had been there for two weeks. Uh, I thought that was a huge advantage. Yeah, I did. Huge. Um, and and now, 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 a game like this, there's really no advantage that both these teams theoretically are in the, the exact same spot. Now, this is, again, another good example of <laughs> – putting in a bet at the right time, my biggest bet of the week is actually the Ravens minus three. But the line's now four and a half. And for anyone listening, oh, it's only a point and a half difference. Well, that's like saying you eat 4,000 calories versus 1,000 calories. It's only a 3,000 calorie difference. Well, it's quite a bit, right? Like, that, 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 is, that is the difference between a winning wager and a, and a neutral wager. I made this line... Four between four and four and a half, and I got I got three. I think. Look, I think the Ravens were a much better team here. The way they lost that game last week, Anthony was. I thought one of the. I thought it was just. You know, it's funny, and I I, I said to a, a buddy of mine, I go, that Raiders Steelers game is going to be. The, I'm sorry, that Ravens Steelers game, Baltimore. If you just don't watch the game, if you if you bet that game, you bet Pittsburgh, you're going to watch that game and feel like. You're on the wrong side 99% of the time, but you're just going to come out of the game winning it. And that's exactly what happened because Baltimore did everything but cover that spread and win the game. They dominated Pittsburgh, but they just found a way to lose it. I'm not big on Tennessee. Uh, I do think Baltimore is a legitimate playoff team, guys. Uh, and I do think they win this game. But, God, I can't recommend laying the four and a half when it was sitting at three. Um, but I do think that they do win this game. Uh, I hear you. Football fans, be sure to tune in to Fox Sports Radio every Saturday morning. Uh, right after us, 9 a.m. Eastern, 6 a.m. Pacific, countdown to kickoff presented by BetMGM. My man, Brian No, Rich Hornberger, betting analyst Jared Smith, have you covered three hours before college kickoffs every Saturday morning. Listen to countdown to kickoff presented by BetMGM right here on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. All right, last thing, big brain, uh, give me a, a tomorrow Astros, Rangers, and uh, then uh, tell us how people can get a hold of you. Okay, well, you can get a hold of me first on Brad's Best Bets on Twitter. Brad's Best Bets. Yeah, it's funny, Anthony. I do have, and I'm wondering if I may be the only one who has this. I have a 401 ticket on Arizona playing the Rangers uh, in the World Series. But I, I am a huge Phillies fan, so uh, I, I kind of can't lose either way there potentially. But. <laughs> I do think the Rangers are going to win, Anthony. I think the Rangers are better than um, than Houston. Plus, with the Max Scherzer news of him 
I think he's going to come back here. And even within the bullpen, I think that's a huge advantage. You can get them in the series plus a dollar twenty, plus a dollar twenty-five. Um, I think they're better. I really do. I think the Rangers are better than the Astros, and I expect the Rangers to advance. Um, Phillies, Diamondbacks, price is expensive. It's hitting around a dollar seventy right now, but I think the Phillies are the, a far better team, and I do mean far better than Arizona. Um, I would be very surprised if the Phillies do not win that series in the best of seven. But you know what's funny? If you look at baseball, Arizona was, and I that was my biggest investment in futures throughout the year, and I thought I was sitting on dead money. But again, baseball, you know, you just get in the playoffs, kind of like hockey, anything can happen. But I do think it's going to be Philadelphia against Texas. I think your World Series champions will be the Philadelphia Phillies. I think they are the best team. Uh, I think Philadelphia and the Rangers are the two best teams at this point, and I think that that's going to be the matchup. Ah, great stuff, big brain. Good, Best of luck to you this weekend, my brother. You're good, brother. good luck to you guys. Good luck to everyone out there. Thank you so much, guys. All right, we'll come back. We're the fellas. Man, it goes by entirely too fast. We'll come by, come back, and uh, find out what everybody's watching this weekend. And uh, listen, bid you adieu. We love hanging with you every Saturday. Fellas, right here, Fox Sports Radio. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. And the one-two to Castiano. Swung on, hit in the air, blasted deep to left field. No doubt about this one. Into the foot of the second deck, a solo home run. Nick Castellanos has hit his second solo home run of the night, and the Phillies are on top three to one. Ah, I love you guys, man. Mark, Shea. Thank you, guys. That was the play of the day. Yes, brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Castellanos of the Phillies Radio Network going yard. Four home runs in two days. Amazing. Progressive makes bundling easy and affordable. Get a multi-policy discount by combining your motorcycle, RV, boat, ATV, whatever you got. All your protection in one place. Bundle and save. Progressive.com. All right. We always play. What are we watching for the weekend? Let's go through to the crew. Mighty Mark, I start with you. Marky, what are you watching? 
I guess I have to wait till Monday to pull for the Phillies. But in the meantime, I guess I'll try to figure out what the Bears are doing if they sink or swim this weekend. <laughs> Bears-Vikings. You hate the Vikings as a longtime Bears fan? Well, I did like Alan Page because a thousand years ago, during the offseason of football, he used to be a lawyer. So there's that trivia about Oh, look at that. You're, you're and good, the Vikings and all that. And, um, you probably knew the Godfather 2 uh, reference. The which one? The Godfather 2 reference that, it, oh, yeah, that yeah, Hyman yeah. Roth well, was it, watching USC Notre Dame. I didn't know the game, but I remember the reference, yeah. Yeah, that's impressive. Shay, what are you watching, my man? I'm just excited to see Miles Garrett absolutely demolish Rock Purdy and give that man a rude awakening. <laughs> <laughs> that guy's not you an elite QB. Mr. Fitz. Oh! Wow. Oh! You feel good about that, Shay? You feel good about that? I'm way too confident. Are you kidding me? Wow. I'm on Twitter right now, just putting up the score. Sixteen, <laughs> thirteen, us. Wow! Can you not shock the world? Come on, it's not a shock. Best defense shock in the league. Shock the world, no Deshaun Watson. That's a shock the world piece. Yeah, that's that's a shock the world piece. Like I, I, I'm, I, I won't text you after Cleveland loses by double digits. I won't text you. Ooh, appreciate that. Yeah, that's a tough. That's that's a tough one. Hey, uh, don't forget, fellas. Brought to you by Discover. If you like using debit over credit, shouldn't you also get rewarded? Well, now you can Discover Cashback Debit. It's a checking account that rewards everyone with cash back on everyday purchases with no fees. Period. Check out eligibility terms. Discover.com/slash cashback debit. Discover Mac member FDIC. Oh, my man Figgy. My man Figgy. What are you watching this weekend? What do you got on tap for the whole weekend, by the way? Well, outside of the – well, it's all football all weekend. That that goes without saying. You know, outside of the obvious with Oregon, Washington, and SC and Notre Dame, another sneaky going in the Pac-12, Oregon State and UCLA. Uh, you know, one of these teams is going to have two losses. The other will still be very much alive in the Pac-12 championship race. So that's going to be a good one tonight. I believe that game's on Fox, as a matter of fact. So check that yeah. out. Yeah. Yeah, this is a, that is a it's amazing the Pac-12, dude. All these years we've been we've been together, and the Pac-12 was you know now it's the greatest ever, and it's dying at some at some point. It really is. Fitzy, what do you got this weekend? And I also need an update on the haunted house. Yeah, so here's the thing. You know, I want to get clever here. I usually try to give everybody, like, something that's not predictable. But let's be real. I think Oregon-Washington is the most important game we've seen so far this year in the college football season. So it's must-watch. And then I usually try not to just go straight homer on this. But, y'all, I can't. Like, it is rare that I feel confident on a Saturday about my beloved Raiders on a Sunday. I feel confident today about the Raiders taking on the Patriots tomorrow, given how decimated they are and given how Mac Jones has looked. I, I think the Raiders are going to win that game pretty handily. And then guess what? Waking up on Monday. I'm not saying the Raiders are any good. But I got a real shot at waking up on Monday with the Raiders being a 500 ball club, three and three. Like at some point, you got to look at it and say, "Hey, if my team's going to suck anyway, I might as well get to watch some wins." I, I am excited yeah. for Sunday. I'm going to sit down in the afternoon. I'm just going <laughs> to shut off the noise. The late afternoon game, I'm going to watch two bad football teams, and I'm going to stay off social media because while everybody else is going to say this game stinks, I don't care. <laughs> I don't care if this game's won three to two. The Raiders are going to win this football game that puts them at 500, and then I can be a glorious, you know 
what for the next week as we get ready for the next game against the Bears. Like the Raiders have a real shot at being four and three after they beat Chicago after this game. Let's go. I'm I'm just getting ahead of myself now. Wow. I do love the confidence. Yeah. But man, this screams Raider loss all over it, doesn't it? No, 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 it does not scream you're, Raider loss. You're, you're, you're a Raider fan. You know how these things go. I am a realistic Raider fan. I'm usually pretty right about these things. I feel good okay, about it. Okay. I said it was going to be the worst beatdown in a decade when they took on the, the Bills. It wasn't that bad, but it was It, it was, was bad. bad. Like, look, I, I feel so like I'm just giving context here. I'm sneaky confident here. All right, sneaky so confident. Fitz says, bet my house on the Raiders this weekend. Done. All right. Don't forget about the I'm Browns. moving in with you if this doesn't work out there, Fitzy. Okay, perfect. perfect. You can move into the haunted house. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, you're going to have to earn your keep, though. I'm going to need you out with the animatronics scaring people. That's what we do right hey, now. Sounds like fun to me. How's, the, how's it been? A lot of good flow going? Oh, yeah. Over Friday there? the 13th last night? It was wild. It was chaotic, cousin. Oh, I love it. I love it. All right. We're at too soon. We love you guys. Thanks for hanging with us, fellas. We'll see you next Saturday. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote.